and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. from our radio and television studios here in northwest Pennsylvania, just uh, a mere number of miles away from the Facebook shooter, right? Uh, it was the uh, captivation of yesterday, of um, Sunday, April 16th, or so it seemed. And, of course, that shooter still on the loose, terrorizing everyone. But streaming live on Facebook, of course, that's the way you got to do it. 11, count them 11, um, shall we say 11, a violent incident streamed live on Facebook. But wait a second. If you speak uh, in favor of Christianity or alternatively, if you speak um, the truth about Islam, the way Islam describes itself via their holy book, the Quran, God will punish you by taking away your right to free speech on the internet, right? Or uh, Facebook. I, no, of course. Allah. You know, Allah, the, the, uh, the God of, uh, uh, Islam. And, and later in the show, we're going to have Brandon House, uh, describe some horrific events that, uh, he went through, um, at, at a, uh, Local speech or a speech that he gave in Sioux Falls. I was made aware of this on the or last week, and um, but this is all part of a grand strategy. Here's the grand strategy: if you if you are not preaching or teaching or informing, delivering the information they want you to deliver, in other words, the the approved narrative, then they will shut you down. Whether it's on the internet, whether it's in person. Oh, maybe not directly shut you down. No. They will make it appear, or not appear, they will make it so cost prohibitive and so, um, actually so perilous, seemingly perilous to the attendees and the presenters that no one will go. Imagine this. And we're going to get beginning into more of this on the uh, bottom of the hour, but just imagine this, folks. You set up a conference, and you have, I don't know, five, six hundred people attend, and you charge whatever, I don't, you know, whatever it might be. You cover the costs of, of the information, but the people in attendance want to hear what's, okay, teach me a little bit about Islam. Let me meet the author of whatever book or whatever DVD. And what happens is the venue will say, wait a minute. Uh, you know what? You've got, uh, you, there's some threats. We cannot. You, you must, you must cover your costs of security. As a matter of fact, here's the deal. Um, it's going to be an extra, oh, I don't know, four, three, four thousand dollars. And then you say, I can't do it. <laughs> don't have the money. And they say, well, you, you can't hold the venue here or at any of our hotel chains. As a matter of fact, the police chief will say, well, you know, 
look, uh, we're not going to bring this into our, even though you're not doing anything wrong, even though you're, you're being, uh, you, you are speaking the truth. We're not going to allow this to take place. You see, this is how they chill the, this is, this is the war. This is the information war that is taking place. Meanwhile, Christians diddle. That's right. The majority of Christians diddle. Refuse to fight. It was amazing. And Brandon House is going to talk about this here shortly, but it was amazing for me to watch a guy. You see, you saw that shooting on Facebook Live this weekend. If you didn't, you heard about it. And if you didn't hear about it, then well, apparently you're lucky because that's all over the news. It's big news. Some dark white skinned man. Explain that to me. He's yeah, that was, that was dark white skin. And just a clarification, it wasn't streamed on Facebook Live. It was uploaded right after it happened, but it, the oh, video okay. stayed on right. there for three hours after it happened. Okay. Well, I'm glad you clarified that. But there have been 11 goodness. suicide, gang rape, and um, other uh, violent instances since their short time uh, having well, Facebook Live. Okay, fine. Um, but it was, it was uploaded. And, and see, okay, so... Now, let's go to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, last April. Um, when was it? Uh, April 9th, I believe it was. Sunday, April 9th, I think. This April 9th? Yeah. Yeah, just a, just a little, uh, what? Uh, a week ago. 12, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Eight days ago. Eight days ago. Brandon House and uh, Sharam Hadian. He's an Iranian pastor, Christian pastor, who happens to be Iranian. Speaking at the holiday in... What is that? The Holiday Garden Inn, or, or not Holiday, uh, uh, Hilton Garden Inn in, uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They go and, and the, the, there's this huge crowd gathered in, in this, uh, convention center room. I don't know. Maybe that's the wrong way. The, the, the garden center, the, the, the banquet room. Pretty, pretty large crowd. Several hundred people. Let's say five, six hundred people. And what you see is a, 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 a guy from Saudi Arabia. Admittedly, he says he's from Saudi Arabia. He might be Arab. I mean, I, I don't know. But he videotapes himself inside the venue holding a Quran and shooting the crowd with a camera, with a camera phone. You got this so far? While Brandon House is talking about the dangers of Islam. And he's holding up a Quran and he's got a shirt on. Says, I'm an American. I'm a Muslim. I open carry. I have license to conceal carry. I'm not dangerous unless you act, do something or act stupidly or something like that. Okay, I'm paraphrasing the shirt. This guy in the back of the room. Everyone's facing forward. Brandon House is on the page. Videotaping. Videotaping the backs of these people with the Quran. About 40, 50 seconds worth of videotape. Under, or a, a uniformed police officer walks up to him, interrupts him, says, wait a minute, you can't, no, no, I, I see what you're doing here, you gotta leave. The man leaves. So I, I was just leaving anyway. Gets in his vehicle, takes a, uh, well first he was shooting the, the Facebook live inside the, right, right, arena and he had the, the Quran. Right. With them. I said that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't hear the Quran part. Yeah. I think I said it two or three times. 
Okay, so then he goes to his car and he takes out what appears, well, it was a semi-automatic weapon out of a shoulder holster. Or out of a uh, belt holster, I'm sorry. And then a uh, smaller auto, semi-automatic weapon out of an ankle holster. And then uh, two rifles that look like a uh, AK-47 and then an AR-15 and then a shotgun. And, and ammunition. So he shows five weapons, a ton of ammunition, a Quran, and makes statements. You should be very terrified. You should be afraid. Okay, think about that for a second. What Brandon House said, what if that would have been a a care event, C-A-I-R event? And yet, in that, that individual said, I'm Christian, you know, just substitute Christian for Muslim. And carried instead of a Quran, a, a Confederate flag. Where do you think that, where do you think that, that, that guy would be? Six degrees below the ground in jail somewhere, probably in Guantanamo. This, uh, this, this Muslim, self-admitted Muslim who showed his weapons on Facebook live or uploaded it to Facebook and said, yeah, you should be afraid and be terrified. Ain't no one charging him. Nobody. No one is coming to your rescue, ladies and gentlemen. No one. I want you to get that through your heads. No one is coming to our rescue. Do you understand that? You see? And then you've got about 50 Christians and Muslims. I think their average age was probably somewhere in the, I don't know, sometime in the, what's that, uh, what's that dinosaur era? You had 50 or, 50 or so, uh, people outside the, outside the hotel room. Outside the hotel itself, that is. There are Muslims, led by Muslims, led by Muslims, Jews, Christians, Catholics, whatever, all together. Their average age was, I don't know, 60, 65, 70. Prehistoric, thank you. Couple, you, you know, and they're holding these signs saying, uh, you know, make, you know, we'll show you the pictures. Pax Christi, Pax Christi USA.org is one. Catholics for Muslims. And these tools, these moronic tools are out there singing, well, we all worship the same God and we should all get along and let's all be friends. Apparently they didn't get the memo. Or if they did, they don't care. We're not going to be afraid, they say. We're not going to be, we're not going to walk in fear, they say. No, it's not about fear. It's not about it's not about any of that. For crying out loud, understand you're being played like a tool, like a like a musical instrument. But, but these are tools. These are morons and idiots out there. And and the ones the, the Christians who who take the the attack, well, we worship the same God. No, we don't. Or we should all be you know we should all be uh, be good neighbors. Well, inform Muhammad. Allah butt crack about that. Inform the, uh, the, the, uh, jihadists who, who have infiltrated 
But see, here's the thing. If you're a Christian, if you're a Jew, and you're out there, you're all kinds of stupid. I mean, you, you're, you're far more stupid than anyone. I, in my view, I, I believe you're stupid. And if that's insulting, so be it. But if you think for one second, if you think for one second that anyone is coming to your aid, the police, the district attorney, the county sheriff, the U.S. attorney, any district magistrate, any law enforcement officer, DHS, FBI, you know, IRS, you're sadly mistaken. You're delusional. We're in this together, alone. And it's only just begun. Because you see, that is how they are going to, that is one, one method of how they are going to shut down the truth. You understand that? They're going to shut down the truth by doing just that. By, by making it so cost prohibitive that no one's going to be able to give a conference, by making it so, uh, litigious out there, you will not be able to give your conference. If you're a pastor listening to this and saying, well, I don't believe that. I think that's just a lot of hype. Grow up, wake up, and stand up. Because it's coming. Yeah, we have to understand that at the same time, that doesn't mean people aren't going to continue to, to hold events and aren't going to attempt to get things done and, and find other venues and, and areas where they can succeed at. Uh, this stuff happens in different ways all the time, and it's becoming more frequent. We just have to learn how to adapt to it. Point it out where it's where it's obviously flawed, but at the same time, learn how to adapt to it in our own way. Okay, you learn how to adapt to it in your own way. That's right. Meanwhile, you see YouTube. Just in case anyone anyone's wondering, well, what what about YouTube? That the the revenue. Uh, if you are a conservative Christian channel out there, you've gone from a hundred percent, whatever you were two months ago, to twenty percent, if that. And it may not even be just Christian conservative. It's across the board, but. The, the selective, the algorithms appear to be targeting, uh, for sure, with respect to the ad-friendly, targeting Christian and conservative. If you have Christian in the name, forget about it. Or certain in, in the tags or whatever description, forget about it. Jesus, forget about it. Muhammad, okay. As long as it isn't, it, it, there are no more, you know, as long as there's nothing, uh, critical of Muhammad. As long as there's nothing anti-Islam in that, you're okay. But see, you watch the landscape across YouTube in the next six months. You're, people who are today won't be there tomorrow. You know why? They won't. They, they can't afford to be. The ad revenue. You saw the the shot that Alex Jones took. You like them? Don't like them? I don't care. Like us, don't like us, I don't care. I'm telling you the facts. You shot, you saw the shot that Alex Jones took, the uh, revenue hit he took with his, with the the ad company. It's come, it's all across the board. It's just different levels. Speaking of which, portions of nice broadcast brought to you by ziprecruiter.com. Yes, we use ziprecruiter. Great company. Hanging in there with us. Great company, ziprecruiter.com slash free trial. That's where you got to go 
ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial is where you have to go to try ZipRecruiter for free. You see, if you're hiring, if you're looking for that special someone with regard to your position that you have open in your, in your, uh, company, if you need the perfect hire, you need to open you need to post your job on all the top job sites. Now you can, ZipRecruiter.com. You can post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Facebook dot, or uh, ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. More on that later. But see, still, while we can't, yeah. But that's things like that will be going away. So... Just understand the battle that's being waged. You see the battle, of course, the obvious battle, the one where people get blown up and shot and beheaded. That's the more, the more covert and asymmetric battle is against those people speaking the truth. The, um, uh, one video that we had up here, the one interview we did with, uh, um, IQ. Al Rizzuli. Boy, I'll tell you something. <laughs> you wanna, you wanna see an interview that's buried by algorithms. It's that one. But, this is the war in which we find ourselves. It's not gonna get any better. <laughs> it's not. Donald Trump is not gonna save you. The FEC, or FCC, I'm sorry, is not going to save you. They're not going to come to your aid. In fact, the uh, former FCC chairman, or FEC chairman, not FCC, but FEC chairman, Ann Rav- Ravel, is calling for regulation of political talk on the Internet, political advertising on the Internet. That, that was came out Friday, I believe it was. But see, this is how, the, this is the, the march that's taking place, the attacks that are taking place. This is what is, this is what's going on. So, the, and, and the other half of that, as I mentioned before, is my specific disdain toward uh, toward all of the people who are, for example, in uh, Sioux, uh, Sioux Falls, uh, South Dakota, the the so-called uh, Christians, the Catholics and Jews, in addition to the Christians and the Muslims, prevalent there, the uh, holding sides and saying, "Oh, you know, we just want peace. We we can coexist. We can live together." Look, in theory, that's true. But in reality, you can't live with someone who wants to kill you or who wants to take over your house. If you would live next door to someone or in the same block with families who wanted to take over your house, who wanted to take your wives, your family, you just couldn't coexist like that. In theory, I suppose. But not in reality. Never in reality. And we just have that on a larger scale. A wall's not going to do it. The infiltration in this country has already occurred. And it's an ideological infiltration as well. If it's not Islam, it's going to be communism. The, uh, CARE Council on Islam- American Islamic Relations, of course, wants a Muslim caucus in Congress to rival the Black Caucus. The Communist Party has infiltrated as well to, to, uh, shimmy up with the, uh, Muslim, Muslims, Keith Ellison and Andre Carson. And they want more congressional leaders. This is part of the takeover. Can we stop it? I don't know. The, the riots in Berkeley, you saw that? You saw, what did you see there? You saw in Berkeley, you saw a whole bunch of, uh, Antifa people. And then, uh, you saw the, uh, conservatives out there 
the, the uh, pro-Trump, I, I don't even know how to describe these people anymore, this multi, multi-faceted uh, battle, and what? The, the, the people, people were, were throwing people, yeah. Well, they were throwing M80s and, and they were throwing, uh, uh, garbage cans and they had sticks when sticks they were, were also grilling. the ones to, to leave after, right, uh, being, uh, confronted by the, uh, pro-Trump, pro-right, whatever you want to call it. But you know what? The cops sat there. The the, the police did not say a thing. See, no one is coming to help you. But that's the... I mean, when we talk about freedom in this country, and I know obviously we pay taxes and there's a system in place for this, but we shouldn't rely on the police. I mean, at some some level, we have to... I want to hear you talk this out. But don't we always talk about individual freedom and relying on yourself, self-sufficiency? Well, isn't that... Doesn't that go for all areas of life? Well, I mean, that... Okay. I'm not saying that we shouldn't depend on police. What I'm saying is the first line of defense is always us and always should be. Well, of course. Of course. We can't be parading out there, you know, unarmed, unaware to be made victims hoping for police to come save us. Right. I agree with that. So so what are you saying as it applies to Berkeley? No, not to Berkeley, but just in in general to, you know, what, um, I mean, Berkeley, it worked out. The way it should have. Obviously, there should have been a lot more people arrested for wait, wait assault a and wait a second. It riot. didn't work out. You, you had a half a dozen. You have a half a dozen conservatives. I'll call them conservatives. Bloodied and broken. And mm-hmm. you, they knew you, what they were getting into, though. You can't tell me they didn't. Fine. Okay. But that, that's fine. But they came. The, see, they obeyed the law. What's the this saying? Might Tree of liberty is. Okay. Okay. But but you know what I'm getting at. No, I, I really don't. I mean, the, the are, more are you agreeing people, with, are no, you agreeing no, 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 no. with, with the, the more that uh, these people protesters? come out to protest and become violent, the more people are going to line up to, to battle against them every time they come out in public. Then battle against them. Then put them down forthwith. Don't, don't be, uh, you know, uh, be slapping these, these idiots. The put thing with Brandon is different though with the cops not responding. I mean, you have evidence. There's obviously a cop. Flag this guy saw what he was doing was well yeah it's totally a concern different. and then finding out everything all the indicators that you would look for as a law enforcement personnel were not only there but there and then some that it's troubling that charges at least weren't brought against him at a later time like during after they had a chance to review well we're gonna we're gonna talk with Brandon House to see if there's a, there's a way that we can get it in front of a U.S. attorney or someone apparently there's some political posturing going on with that as well but but you understand there's no one to, there's no one coming to your aid you, you, you I hope everyone gets that and well, as, as to your comment, no room for politicization uh, politicization <laughs> of course but as to your but but they they are you, you pay taxes and across the board the police are to protect and to serve well they do neither as we as we saw in Berkeley they were given a stand down order by the uh, by the by their supervisors obviously and that's been but, standard but, 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 there okay so right? but what i'm saying is I just, I just, I guess we probably should have talked before the show because I, I'm having a hard time. Are, are you, are you saying, well, saying they knew the what they were getting into, I'm so. Not saying, no, I'm saying the people. Damn them. Everybody who went there had to know. That then, then you know what? I'm then, not saying that is right. Then, I'm not saying that the police were right by not interfering. What I'm saying is if you're going to do something like this, you have to know the risks. Of course you, you do. You can't get into a fight throw but the But if the police, oh, police but wait a second. No, okay, but, but how, let me ask you a question. How did, some people, the, the police confiscated uh, some people, uh, uh, sticks from some people well, initially, what I'm saying is I don't and agree others came in. When it comes to Berkeley, I mean, okay. I, I agree with that the police should have arrested people. What I'm saying with, I, I really think the police, you know, with the Brandon House issue is is what 
Um, well, the, the, that's on a whole when you're going upper to a, level. Of, when there's been okay, uh, the last two political events at Berkeley have turned into riots. Exactly. And you're going to another one where they've already been hyping the riots for days and days and days. So what you is your, okay? So what would your solution be then if you were if you wanted to go to support the people who were speaking? Bring a there. stick. Okay. Or some pepper spray, whatever I need to defend but myself. It was my people. understanding, and correct and me if I'm wrong, that they were that they were taken away by police. I don't know. I didn't watch any news this weekend. I didn't well, then, about the so, so, so hang on a second. But I, I, so I, you I, spent I, the whole, whole freaking day. weekend, and not, you didn't watch a damn thing about this, and you're trying to talk and tell about this. I watched, I watched this? about the Berkeley thing Saturday. I read a few headlines and read a few articles. I didn't watch much of the video. I can tell you what happened. I I spent a lot of time reading today. I watched a few videos, um, you know, personal videos. But I have a, a good understanding of what's going on. And this isn't a one-time event. I mean, it's happened many times in the past. It's increasing. And, and what, on the 27th is when Ann Coulter is going to be there to speak. It's going to happen again. It's been happening since Trump was inaugurated, since his campaign. And, I mean, what do you expect? This is what you get now in the uh, political arena of rallies anymore in America. This has been the, sta- the sta- standard for right, the last so I, six I guess we'll just, we'll just close I'm up shop and go home. I'm not saying it's okay then, right? for the violence to happen, but you couldn't not... How can you not expect it to, to happen going to that place? People went there just for the violence on both sides. Well, this I'll what, tell you what, what the, if, if the people on our side, the conservative side, went there for the violence, no, they went there I'm sure what, to protect other people They failed the horribly. They went, what I'm saying is they knew violence was going to be involved. I believe they went there to, so it wasn't like, uh, you know, the last few times where the conservatives were run out and attacked, you know, mercilessly, blindly, you know, sucker punch and pepper sprayed while giving interviews, that sort of thing. I believe they went there to, to help protect, uh, the free speech and, and they did their job. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I had, I, I had something happen to me this last week and I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. All right. I promise you, I promise you, as I sit here, as a Christian man, I am, I, I don't have a victim mentality, and I guarantee you that I would fight back every time. And my way of fighting back, trust me, I'm too old to fight. I'm too, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond that. So you better, you better bring some firepower with you. Right back. When we come back, Brandon House will be with us. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. 
Kirkus Review states, readers of end times fiction will be hard pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast paced. Blue Week Reviews boldly states, fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com. Book 1, Precipice. Book 2, Pentecost. And Book 3, Penance. Uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden. Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We got a, we got, we got a couple of people. We got Brandon House on with us to to tell you what happened. Remember, I was explaining earlier. I was explaining about what happened in, in uh, South Dakota. And and folks, this is a tactic. I, I had to kind of get myself together at the break because I'm angry. Frankly, look, I'm human. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a minister. I'm I'm, just, I'm an investigator by profession. When I see injustice and when I see things, I want to right the wrongs out there. I'm angry. I've got a lot of faults, but it's not about me. I'm just the, I'm just trying to get a message across. And and I know. Look, one of the messages is that I'm angry. I'm angry because I'm watching us get our rear ends handed to us as conservatives, political and moral conservatives, and as Christians, we're getting our butts handed to us. You understand that? With us is Brandon House uh, to talk about what happened. Uh, Worldview Weekend is his website. Before we get to Brandon, I want to ask you again, to the business owners, business is getting good, and I've used ZipRecruiter.com. I've used it personally, and I absolutely love it. it it's great. Folks, are you hiring? 
Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place is not enough to find quality candidates. So if you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can with ZipRecruiter.com. You can post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. And let me tell you, if I can do it, you can use it. This is super easy to use. There's no juggling of emails or calls to your office. Oh, the incessant calls. Remember the old days? <laughs> None of that anymore. You can quickly screen candidates. You can rate them. You can hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium-sized companies, businesses. Right now, you, my listeners, can post jobs in ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. One more time to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. And I'm going to tell you, it's just a pleasure to use, easy to use, and so valuable. Uh, now, Brandon House is with us. Brandon, thanks, brother, for I hope people supporting what you guys are doing. Oh, you know what? We have, we've got the best listeners in the world. We really do. We're blessed and thank you. And I, I certainly hope people are supporting you as well because it ain't easy, is it? No, it isn't. It isn't. And we almost, we came that close to canceling the Sioux Falls conference because we were concerned about someone slipping in and doing something and then they did. But quite frankly, the, the response we're getting from some of the politicians, some of them are awesome, like our state representative, who was there, the state representative, a state representative who was there, who's an attorney who is now helping us. There's a few good ones, but what we're finding now is the politicians, uh, some of them are actually starting to um, be less than complimentary of us because we're simply speaking out and saying, do your job. When a guy shows up at a conference with, with a Quran and his weapon and then films in his car, uh, you know, himself brandishing five weapons, including two assault rifles, in our conference parking lot, and and then we asked for him to be charged with a terroristic threat, uh, telling us be afraid, be terrified as he shows each weapon. Well, now he puts the prosecutors, I guess, in a funny spot, and now we're hearing some of the politicians in town don't like the bad press we're bringing their community or talking about them, and so now instead of uh, doing the right thing, it seems some of them are out to uh, personally malign us. Well, no, friend, what's friend, hold, hold on just one second. I, I, I know I don't want to get too far ahead because we're just had, we were, we had people join us at the bottom of the hour here. So although we went over the particulars sort of kind of the first, uh, the first segment, why don't you just inform people what happened? You were in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. This was right. April 9th, uh, right. last, last Sunday, a week ago Sunday. Uh, you're giving a talk and take it from there. Uh, cause yeah. I want people to make sure they, I want everyone to understand what really would happen here and, the dramatic effect that this this has, and it's a strategy of that we're all fighting. Go ahead, sir. Absolutely, it's a strategy. It's, so this is not about me. It's not about my friend Sharam. It's about all of us because this is the strategy, and you guys need to understand, audience, with this new strategy to silence conservatives, to silence Christians. We had an event in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Sunday night, April 9th. We're just now going public with it today because we were in five cities in five nights, and we wanted to get off the road, not bring any more attention to uh, this so that it would create problem in other cities. So we held it till we got home. We got home Friday night, and now today is when we released it, the first day back on the air. About... Ten days before we were there, I guess a Muslim group in town held a conference talking about hate speech and tolerance, that kind of thing. They mentioned my name and my 
my speaker, Sharam Hadian, who is a former Muslim from Iran that was going to be with me speaking per my invitation in all five of these cities. And uh, he's a former Muslim from Iran. He was speaking on uh, ISIS and Islam's goal to sabotage America. That sabotage America comes from a quote by Muslim Brotherhood. I was speaking on the growing global persecution of Christians by five groups, two of the five, the Marxists and the Muslims. Well, when the media heard from these Muslim groups that we were coming to town and that they thought we were haters and intolerant, the media starts covering the story. And, of course, they tend to cite it one one way, never called me for a comment, despite saying they did. They never did. Um, we were never quoted in the original articles. It was all one site. They banned the flames, the fake news media. Next thing you know, the Muslim groups are pulling permits, the interfaith, social justice, liberal uh, church groups, uh, are pulling permits to protest our event out front at the, at the uh, hotel ballroom we've rented. We hired two off-duty police officers. It got so ratcheted up, we hired four. Because the city of Sioux Falls gave them permits, they had to bring out police of their own. So there were four or five squad cars out front. We had no issue with the protesters. We never expected really an issue with them other than some people registering 50, 75, 100 people to our free conference online and we thought what they were going to try to do is come in and take all the seats so we couldn't hold a conference. So we needed security to make sure we could screen those who were supposed to be there, which are our supporters, those that support our ministry, those who want to learn more about our ministry to listen to our radio show. So it was specifically for the people that support us by either listening, coming to our site, or even those that support our ministry financially. It's an opportunity for us to be involved in donor relations and meet many of the people that make our broadcast possible. So it's a way to introduce ourselves to new people as well as personally thank those that help us produce all the shows we do. We didn't want all those seats going to the to the agitators. So we had 500 people in attendance, people sitting on the floors, no more chairs. We had children in the room too. And a Muslim guy comes in. It's all on video. He was filming on Facebook Live. And he is showing his Quran for about 45 seconds, and then he pans the crowd. One of the off-duty police officers walked over to him and told him he couldn't do that. As soon as he was approached, he left the building. He's on Facebook Live filming. We have all the videos. They're at our website now at worldviewtimes.com, and they can see him. We've had to take out all of his cursing. Um, but he is asked by the off-duty police officer, what's your name? He says, John Smith, John Smith the Muslim. He's asked, are you carrying? He says, yes. He's wearing a shirt that says, I'm American, I'm Muslim, something about I open carry, I conceal carry. He leaves, goes out into the parking lot, makes another Facebook Live video. This time he brandishes uh, five weapons, including two assault rifles and tons of ammunition, and says, be afraid, be terrified. And... It was at that point, after I was done speaking, I could tell something was going on with the police in the room, the security in the room. I asked what was going on. One of the officers said, we've had an incident. We'll tell you about that later. Walked down the hall, ran into another one of the off-duty police officers. I said, what's up? He said, a Muslim guy was here. He was Facebook-living. Here are the videos. He showed me the Facebook account on his smartphone. He said, look at this. I took a picture of the screenshot so I could have his Facebook name and everything and find them. And uh, that's what we have now, a guy sitting out in the parking lot while 500 people are in there uh, brandishing weapons and ammo and saying, be afraid, be terrified twice. They tell him to go home. They sit on his house so we get out of town. 
But folks, no charges, and now today it's in the paper, the man will receive no charges, even though there is a state law that says that you cannot be involved. It's South Dakota codified law 22-8-13, terrorist threat felony. So here we are. And Brandon, just so you know that we did put up the uh, the images that you referenced from the Facebook stream. Uh, there he's holding the smaller ankle weapon as well as uh, showing, brandishing the uh, AK-47, it looks like. Uh, but nonetheless, all right. Wow. All right. But, but, but the fact of the matter is the police did nothing. The prosecutor did nothing. And, and you had, uh, by the looks of it, and you made a very good, made a very good assessment in your report on your website, uh, with respect to what happened as well. Um, but okay. So, but, but this is a strategy in order to bankrupt all of us and to, uh, this is ridiculous. Um, Go ahead. Well, we'd already had a hotel in another city deny us the ability to rent the property, the ballroom. They said yes and sent us a contract. We agreed to the terms of the contract. We're getting ready to send it back when they looked at our website and said, um, we don't think your conference is a fit for our, our hotel. So after telling me it was available, I agreed to the terms. They went and rent. Why? Because I was bringing in, I guess, a former Muslim to speak about Islam. So now we're finding, a few years ago, it used to be churches. We, we would have a hard time finding churches to rent, uh, other than the really small, solid churches, the small ones. But the small churches only fit 100 people. Well, we got, we got 500 to 1,000 or more people. So the bigger churches have gone all seeker-sensitive, ecumenical. Muslims and Christians all worship the same God garbage, and they don't want to rent to us. So now we go to hotel ballrooms. Now the hotels are getting scared to rent to us, particularly after an incident like this, we now have hotels in South Dakota on the other end of the state in Rapid City. Our friend Bill Federer, who's an expert on this, is having a hard time finding a hotel to rent to him for his talk. So the new MO seems to be stir up problems, create issues, and then either tell them you can rent the hotel ballroom, but now say, but you've got to add in on all the security. Well, your local Tea Party and all these conservative groups, a lot of them can't afford that. And so it does seem to be the new M.O. In fact, the, the, the Muslim groups admitted in the news and the paper they were calling the hotel we were at in Sioux Falls trying to get them to cancel the event. So much for freedom of speech and freedom of religion with these peaceful Muslims. But what's very interesting, guys, is that the state representative, Steve Haugard, who is was at the conference. He was there last year. He was there this year. He's a state representative. He's an attorney. We've been working with him. He was on my program today. He has a client that last week, I believe it was, was uh, in his car. Someone cut him off in a parking lot and wouldn't move. The gentleman felt threatened, as we were told. Steve explained it today. The man did not point the weapon at anyone. He simply showed the man who he felt was threatening him that he was armed. Just showed him the weapon, like, back off, I'm armed. That man was arrested, but the night in jail has been charged. The same county this Muslim man lives in, they're not charging him. Let me tell you why they're not charging him, in my opinion. And they can say, oh, he didn't do anything illegal, which is what they're now saying in the paper. He didn't do anything illegal. Well, great way to embolden the Muslim uh, folks now today to do this kind of stupid stuff. And now I think they're emboldened. But they can say all they want. And now the attorney general of the state can say, well, it's a local issue. So all the politicians now are playing the, oh, he didn't do anything, or that's their responsibility. That's the local attorney's responsibility. It's not the attorney general's responsibility. Well, the attorney general is running for governor 
Uh, and by the way, I won't be encouraging people to vote for him. Uh, I would rather see the state, the U.S. Congresswoman, Christie, who is the U.S. Congresswoman from that state who is running for governor. I'd vote for her over this attorney general. If he cannot see that this is a terroristic threat, how can you charge an older man for showing his weapon to someone saying, back off, throw him in jail for the night and charge him, but a guy that does this and they can see the video footage themselves in the parking lot lives in that same county and the same prosecutor won't charge him? I dare say if this had been a Muslim conference with some guy with a Confederate flag uh, hat and do- doing this, we all know where what would have happened. Do we not? He would have probably been arrested without question. And, oh and, yeah, he's and, still being jailed. Yeah. And you point this out on your website, on your on your broadcast, worldviewweekend.com, I believe, right? It, it, but it's also uh, worldview. Worldviewtimes.com too. Okay, worldviewtimes.com. Yeah, you did a great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he any one of us. Um, Confederate flag or, you know, carrying a Bible and doing the same thing. Just substitute Christian for Muslim in this case. Yeah, we'd be, we'd be, uh, put away. We'd, we'd be in Guantanamo probably. Um, well, yeah. the attorney we're working with there, the state representative, is chairman of the mental health board. He said they could have at least held him on a 72 hour valuation and taken his weapons. But no, they let him go. They sit on his house till we get out of town. But here's the thing. I turn this over to the FBI friend of mine Monday morning who then turns it over to a division of the FBI. The FBI puts out a bulletin to all the fusion centers and all the cities, to all the police departments in the next cities we're going to be in. Now we're getting visits from police departments when we show up at a conference saying, what happened in Sioux Falls? Well, then they start rolling out uh, squad cars around the conference center hotels we're renting, plus some of the hotels found out about it and said, well, now you've got to, now you've got to pay for police officers to be in the building too. Well, the cities, thankfully, provided us with security outside. They picked up that cost. But the hotels were now requiring we have security inside, and we. So we ended up spending a few thousand dollars we hadn't planned on for free events, free conferences, free ministry, and to go out and meet with the people that support our ministry. And this is a great MO. That will shut down most people. It will intimidate most people. It will financially cause most people to say it's not worth it, and you won't have groups having conservative meetings anymore. And people have to understand the bigger picture, and this is you painted. I think it's fantastic. The bigger picture here is this is the strategy being employed by the uh, by the Marxist Muslim element here. You know what I found interesting, uh, Brandon, is the crowd of protesters you had. In addition to this one man, there was there were probably what fifty or so protesters outside of the hotel, and they right. looked at their average age had to be somewhere in the you know between 110 and 120 years old, mostly Caucasian female, a few Muslims, and they were self-hating Christians in my view, or self-hating uh, Jews, and very proud and uh, proud Muslims as well. What do you say to that? Well, that's so true, and that's one of the groups I was talking about in my presentation, the, the groups that are bringing global persecution to Christians, your Marxists, your Muslims, your neo-evangelicals, which includes your social justice ecumenical warriors, the United Nations, who's responsible for dumping a lot of these uh, Muslims from Syria and other places in the communities unvetted. And so, yes, it's a serious problem. It's a freedom of speech issue. But let me tell you something. I think it was in Idaho last year where a little five-year-old girl who's disabled was molested at a pool by some Muslim guys. Do you remember that story? Well, Sharam Haiti and others tell me that some of the officials in town wanted to try to make the parents out to be the bad people. 
Well, guess what we're hearing? We're now hearing that some of the folks on the ground in Sioux Falls now want to try to make us out to be the bad people. We're the problem. This is now becoming the typical MO of the cowards that we have, many of cowards in elected office who don't care about the law, who I don't think. I don't think they care about truth. I think all they care about is not upsetting their image so they can run for the next office. So either A, they don't know the law, B, they're cowards, or C, they're politicians. They're elected uh, prosecutors, but they're politicians thinking about the next career. Or maybe they're even concerned about their own personal families, which that part I can understand. But I think more than not, we have elected officials, many of them in the prosecutor's offices who are elected in various counties and states, that at the end of the day, they are only concerned about their political career. Um, but again, I ask, how can you charge an older man uh, for just simply showing someone his weapon and saying, stay back from me, and the same guy, another guy, the guy that this Muslim dude lives this, lives in the same county, and no charges get brought to him. Anyone that has seen the video, from law enforcement to military, say, that looks like, that looks like uh, a terroristic threat to me. We actually heard today that a staffer for a U.S. senator saw this and said, well, that looks pretty clear and cut to me. But again, if this had been someone else, a white guy, uh, you know, a Confederate hat-wearing dude at a Muslim conference, I think we'd all be having a different conversation about what happened to that guy. And rightfully so. Who shows up at a meeting with, with two guns and then more in the car, including two assault rifles and tons of weapons, and starts making Facebook Live videos while the conference still has 90 minutes left to go with people in there, including children, and a state representative and a state senator? Yeah, exactly. And um, well, something that you guys talked about in your video, the potential for that that was there for violence to take place before the officer spotted what was going on and stepped in. Did they relate to you that they were concerned that there could have been some action that he was going to take further than recording the crowd? One of the officers, the head officer that, that was off duty that we hired with his team, said to me point blank, "I think if you not hired us, this could have been a this could have really gone bad." My wife heard him say that. He was on speakerphone. Again, it's, it's interesting some of the people now that want to run for the tall grass because this is now getting lots of attention, lots of news, and is making some of the politicians in higher places upset. Uh, and so now it's interesting. People you thought would stand with you are now all wanting to scatter. But, again, this is what happens when we kowtow to an element that's not interested in mainstreaming. They're not interested in assimilating. They're here to disrupt. And then again, you might want to check, and we're doing some investigation. I'm sure you've had John Vendola on your program, right? No. Or FBI. No. 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 We, we, we've spoken to him, but not on our program, no. no well, not on there. John, John texted me today that he believes he now has the documentation that this Islamic Center is tied to the North American Islamic Trust, which if that's the case, that then now ties them right back to some pretty uh, aggressive groups, and again, I'm not saying that's a fact, that's what he's told us, we're waiting for the documentation. The point is this, all of these people, a lot of these people run around, oh, we want to assimilate, oh, we're, we're just Muslims, oh, we're peaceful and loving, that's the face, that's that's the lower house. When they get the upper house, as they talk about in the Quran, that's when they start showing their true colors. And a lot of Americans, and unfortunately a lot of elected officials, and even a lot of the police administration, don't know what they're doing. If they're, 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 they're not being trained on the tactics of what's happening, and particularly in rural, more rural areas like uh, Sioux Falls or South Dakota, a lot of these police officers we're, we're hearing on a national level have not gone through training. 
And unfortunately, some people like John Gandulo, former FBI terrorism, counterterrorism expert who trains people, some of the, and so does Sharam Hadian, one of the speakers, some of their police administration tell their officers, you can't go to their training. They forbid them because I guess it's politically incorrect. The point is, if you have police that do not understand the things that you understand and I understand because we interview experts all the time, then when they see something like this happen, they're like, huh, but they don't really know what to do. But why did the FBI reportedly send out this bulletin to these fusion centers? Why did the police department in Alaska, Wisconsin? Why did the police department in, in um, Madison, Wisconsin? Why did they see this and think it was serious enough? They sent their own officers there in squad cars. We didn't pay for those. They did it. So if we're overreacting, then they must have been overreacting too as officers that saw the video and said, we better provide you with some patrols out front in front of the hotel, conference centers. Again, this is, this is going to become so commonplace. Yep. But again, I warn the audience, if you do this, if you engage, and the politicians who seem more interested in their own careers don't like what you're saying, and it doesn't help to carry on the idea that they live in Mayberry and everything's fine, nothing to see here, move along, don't be shocked when they turn and start attacking you, because now that's what we're hearing tonight. We hear we're now being attacked, our character is being impugned by people who don't want to do their job. We've shined the light on a problem. Instead of dealing with the problem, they're not going to make us out to be the problem. Well, that's exactly what happened to this family, we're told in Idaho, of the little five-year-old disabled girl that was molested at a pool by some, some, some reportedly some Muslims that's made national news. Sharam Hadian says the parents were, were, were made out to be the problem. So this is the new MO, and it seems sadly many of the um, uh, people in law, upper levels of law enforcement, not your good police officers, the political structure, the command center, all those guys get political, but the politicians as well, they seem now to turn on their own fellow Americans for the sake of the political agenda, which is more, which is more expedient than maintaining law and order, and not setting a precedent that emboldens the revolutionaries that have said they're here to destroy our our miserable house, meaning America. Mm-hmm. Brennan, before we, we only have about five minutes left, but there are three minutes left uh, before this is over. Is there any way with respect to this incident that our audience can help you send an email, make a phone call, send a letter, whatever, to anybody? Well, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think if they go to worldviewtimes.com, we have an article with a one-hour television program with Sharam and I explaining what happened that night and showing this man's videos. We also have a 20-minute version embedded in the article if someone doesn't have time to watch the whole hour. So if they go to worldviewtimes.com, they will see the article at the top of the page, and they can watch it, Facebook it, email it, tweet it. Then they could call the Attorney General of South Dakota, but I don't think much is going to happen from what I'm hearing, although he is running for governor. I will be very shocked if he ends up becoming the governor of South Dakota because I think when the word gets out, he didn't want to take the lead on this. I think a lot of people in South Dakota will say, uh, no thanks. So you can try the governor, the, the attorney general of South Dakota at 605-773-3215, 605-773-3215. But I guess there's also a congresswoman uh, from South Dakota running named Christie, 
Uh, I looked up her today, her bio and everything. And right now, if I were living in South Dakota, I'd be putting my uh, my support behind her. If this is the way the uh, attorney general, who I guess is also running for governor, is is going to say, oh well, that's the local prosecutor. I'm pretty sure the attorney general of the state could charge somebody if he wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah, or, or cause that to be happen, or cause that to happen. I should say, yeah, indeed. This is to me again. Folks, understand the bigger picture here. This guy is the, the, the actor in this case, this John Smith Muslim is just one element, one tool in a war that is designed to, to shut down programs and events like Brandon House, uh, and ours and others. But, but this is extremely critical. Go ahead. Absolutely. And again, these are my feelings and my opinions based on having gone through it. And listening to what is being said and watching what's being said, I've gotten quite the education. I've been putting on conferences since 1993. We've never had anything like this. But now that we have, and it's getting attention, we're now hearing from conservative organizations throughout the country saying they're now having the same problem. The media fans the flames. It stirs up the Islamic groups and the interfaith groups, brings pressure onto the conference center, the hotel, whatever it might be. Now it becomes expensive with security, and priests, and they encourage them, the radicals encourage the hotels to cancel the event. And what do you see? Pretty no freedom of religion, no freedom of speech, no assembling together as conservatives or as Christians. Very dangerous. That's right. Brandon, thank you. We reached the, reached the end of the segment. God bless you, man. We are going to be praying for you. Thank we're you. Going be, we're going to be supporting you. Worldviewtimes.com, right? Worldviewtimes.com. Okay. All right. Thanks, Brandon, for coming on. Thank we'll, you. we'll stay in touch. Thank, Thank you, you, guys. Sir. All right. Thank you. Brandon House, folks. There you have it. Wow. We'll be right back after these short messages. Don't go anywhere. Greenovative. Go to HagmanReport.com. Click on the link to Greenovative. But what Greenovative is, it's a small company in Florida. They created something called the GMAG Power Cell. It produces electricity by adding salt water to this unit that recharges rechargeable batteries. It's the coolest thing you'll ever see in your life. It's really neat. Really a, a super device. All right, you need just two teaspoons of ordinary table salt, a little water, but a thing you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about eight ounces. It's durable. It's EMP proof, and it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, six AA batteries off the grid when other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night. Go to greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com. Folks, in these uncertain times, it just makes sense to have a sustainable backup method for accomplishing one of life's most important tasks, and that's preparing food. This is the way to go. There is nothing better than a Minuteman rocket stove from MinutemanStove.com. We all need a way to cook and a method to process water. I mean, think about it. Think about the many things that could happen to you. Minuteman rocket stove can provide your family or group the perfect solution. It's small, lightweight, wood-burning, and every bit as powerful as a kitchen stove. It's smoke 
helpless, fully self-contained for clean storage and transport. Because it's so efficient, it cuts down on your wood gathering and processing chores to a tenth what would be required if cooking the old-fashioned way over an open fire. So don't rely on gas or fuel stoves. Prepare your family. Prepare for yourself. Order a Minuteman rocket stove today. It's going to make bad times much better. Folks, MinutemanStove.com. MinutemanStove.com. Need I say more? You should have a Minuteman, the survival stove in an MOK. For investors, Timberland has become the symbol of safety. Global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases. The need for managed, sustainable timber production forests has never been greater. When stock markets crash, trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations. Qualified, accredited investors should go to PreciousTimberProfits.com or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Call 855-888-6288 or visit PreciousTimberProfits.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288, PreciousTimberProfits.com, PreciousTimberProfits.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania. That's right, not too far, as I said earlier, not too far from uh, Cleveland where, uh, well, the uh, events of uh, this past weekend took place. The shooting posted on Facebook. Isn't that horrible? That is a window of things to come in my view. Uh, we've got uh, just a great... Uh, Great show lineup for you here. Great portion of the show. Portion of the nice broadcast brought to you by Policy Genius. Folks, do you have life insurance? Do you? If not, why not? Do you think it's too expensive or you think it's a hassle? Well, folks, do what we've done, do what I've done. Go to policygenius.com. They will take care of all of your policy needs, all of your insurance needs. You know, you gotta think if you don't have life insurance, what would happen financially if something did happen to you, you know, or if you're the primary wage earner, what would happen to your family? Well, think about that. Life insurance is a good idea to protect the ones around you. But where do you go to get the best service? We rely on policygenius.com. That's policygenius.com. I'm going to spell it for you. P-O-L-I-C-Y, genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, policygenius.com. That's right. That's where we go. They've got life insurance. Life insurance made easy. No jargon, no sales pressure, no hassle. It's, I've never found it easier than at Policy Genius to get, um, life insurance. As a matter of fact, when you go to policygenius.com today, you go there today because you will find you can save over 40% off other prices for life insurance. And you know what? When life insurance Life insurers compete for your business. You save money. PolicyGenius.com. P-O-L-I-C-Y, 
Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S dot com. Coming up in this segment, and he'll be with us till uh, 9 o'clock, is Eric Hughes-Jones of courtroomwatch.org. Uh, he'll be with us solo for the first half hour. Then Greg Jackson's going to jump on board with us in the next segment with uh, Eric Hughes-Jones uh, after the break. Uh, Mr. Jones, welcome back to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for having me again. Absolutely. Uh, last time you, you came on, we talked about a number of important issues, and I know uh, Greg Jackson will be joining us in the next segment. He had a lot to, to say off air to me and, and to others here at the Hagman and Hagman Report um, complimenting you on, on the work you've done. Why don't you um, roll out uh, again a little bit about what you do and where you want to take us tonight? Well, we started out as kind of a loosely knit band of local patriots who would just back each other up when we had to go into the what I call the witch's court. I don't care whether it was small stuff like a traffic ticket or having your dog off the leash at the park or whatever other absurd violation they'd come up with, um, or whether it was something more major than that. The people have to go to court together in groups um, as a protest, and it does actually put the tyranny of the court in check and it causes many many times the court and the state prosecuting entities to how would I put this maybe do more of the right thing than they normally would I mean getting them to really do the right thing under a common law standing which is what this republic was founded on um, common law means if there's no victim there's no crime there's no such concept in common law as society is a victim or the state is a victim, or somehow the magic county is a victim. If you can't show an actual living man, a woman, a child done damage to that person or their property, then there should be no, there should be definitely no criminal allegations. We could talk about civil litigation if people want to, you know, have a, have a dispute over a business matter or something. But these absurd, you know, criminal violations. I mean, in New York State now, if you have a misdemeanor, you have to give your DNA to the state. That's a law. You have to go, they draw your blood. You get just a simple misdemeanor, and that can be almost anything now. So it's gotten to the level of, I mean, it's, they're really getting into your, into physically into your body now and taking your bodily fluids just as, just as a, as a databasing agent. So I see these tyrannies piling up and it gets so overwhelming. I said, I've got to do something. So let's just start small. Let's not get overwhelmed. When it gets overwhelming, turn it over to God. Meanwhile, we're just delegated. I mean, the victory is God's. We're just delegated to fight the battle one battle at a time storm the gates of hell, come what may. So we'd go to court together and back each other up, and we found some interesting little successes along the way. We learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot. Uh, you know, certain people kind of stayed with it. Uh, certain people drifted away. I stayed into the whole activism thing. I wanted to really pursue this because I saw serious atrocities being committed in and by the, the modern court system. It has nothing to do with justice and righteousness. Yeah, they hide behind an occasional murder conviction or somebody they get who's really a bad guy or girl. That's very rare. If you go into the prisons and go through the cases and go through the courts, you will see, listeners and everybody who's listening to this, that there is 90, probably greater than 95%, 95 to 99% of the people in prison or jail right now are in there for, for nonviolent, minor statutory infractions. I've talked to people that just come out and they say, gosh, everybody in there is either for a suspended license or saying the wrong thing to the judge or behind on their child support. And that's who we're packing the jails with? Yeah, because now all the prisons are built by private prison building corporations. 
And since your town, your county, and your court are now incorporated, and they're also operating as private entities, what do you think you're going to get? They're going to be doing business on our freedom and with our dollar. So that's how we kind of started out, and I got, you know, started, you know, uh, doing a nationwide networking with as many people as I could. Um, and just the things that I, the, the reports that were coming in, and all of them I verified. These aren't just stories people are telling me. I mean, women having their children taken by CPS because they, they didn't do their paperwork properly. And, you know, a guy in Kansas answered his door at 11.30 at night, and it was the police saying, did you make a 911 call? And he said, no, I didn't. You have the records that would show you died. There was no 911 call from this house. And they ended up kicking his door in and assaulting him and arresting him because he had his gun nearby. And, I mean, the th- it, it's getting so far away from what we were supposed to be, which is a free republic, that it just made it forced me into action. Um, you know, I, I noticed that you have to care. Go ahead. No, no, you're exactly right. And and the reason, and I'm glad you're back on, because the last time we had you on, we didn't have you for enough time. And just to unpack what you are saying here, um, at the epicenter of all this, I believe, is is the uh, tactic of jury nullification, which I'm sure you'll get into later. But but the, this what we're what we're seeing here, the the um, everything that you're saying is 100 percent true. I, I don't want to interrupt you any longer. I just want to just let you know that the response. The emails that we got from your parents were just astounding, and and even some postal mail saying, "My goodness, you know, I had no clue until you had Eric uh, Hughes Jones on as to what was taking place." So please, uh, just unpack this and continue, and I won't, we won't interrupt you. Just keep, just, just lay this all out because uh, and people oh, have to. You guys go, go interject at any well. time. I appreciate the two way dialogue, and thanks for all the for sure. backing me up on this. Um, it's you know because sometimes I feel like I'm flapping around in the wind, you know, alone. Um, no. And so, I, you know, so we started out as a loose-knit band of patriots. I tried to take it nationwide. I learned a lot along the way. So I learned a couple of things. Uh, activism trumps paperwork any day. You do have to file paperwork. But ultimately, the only thing that the court and the government, out of control as it is, the only thing they respect is public pressure, the, the phone calls, the emails, the mass protests. And, I mean, hey, this country was founded on protests. The, the, unfortunately... The system has done an expert, this is the intelligence agencies and the media, which are one and the same. They've done an expert job at demonizing protest. Look at those evil protesters. Good Americans don't go out and do protesting and blah, blah, blah. Well, excuse me, what do you think the revolution of 1776 was? A giant protest with firearms, oh, hello. So, you know, and we're going to try not to go there. So if we have people, if I can get, I'm just trying to get people to care about people somebody they don't know and 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 realize that if that person that you don't know down the street from you that's going through a court case or in the next neighboring town if they're not free you're not free i'm not free the hagmans aren't free we're all in this together so i mean even if you necessarily don't necessarily like somebody who's getting abused by the courts you still have to help them otherwise it's going to come for you ultimately and it is coming for so many people now i defy anybody to say Oh, I don't know anybody in my family or friend's circle who's going through some nightmare in the courts. Almost everywhere you turn, somebody's having a nightmare in the courts. And it's because the courts are making a huge amount of money on, on generally two things. Number one, the judges and the police uh, pension funds 
are heavily invested in the private prison building industry and all the security firm stuff and the equipment making and all the service industry around the prisons and the military supplies for the police departments and everything they get and do. You've seen all the new cars and all the money that gets spent. And the second thing is they're bonding every case that comes through the court as if it were a thing of value. And and it's not. But once you take out a bond on something, and you can take out a bond on anything. You can take it out on your dog. You can take it out on a construction job. You can take it out on your business. Many businesses are required by the state and some states to have a bond. And so the more interest, the time that goes by protracting a case and dragging it out and prolonging it, I mean, why does it take a, a simple, you know, let's say a small drug possession charge or you got a gun that's in violation of some state statute. Why does it take two or three years to get that through the courts? You know, because they're making money on interest on that bond. And once they and once they finalize the deal, especially if they can put people in prison, they wrap that bond up with a performance of what's called a payment bond, and they turn it into a mortgage-backed security and sell it on the open financial market in mutual fund investments. And people think they're buying somebody's mortgage when they're actually buying bond in court cases. And what gives it value? John and I had this talk. How can, and I understand it's a little bit of a mind warp. How do you, what is value? How does a court case have value? It doesn't until they take out a bond on it. Then it has value. That can be that bonded case. I mean, heck, go online. They're selling bonds in our defense department. That's the DOD of the U.S. military. Bonds available between 1% and 3% interest. Available rates may apply. Read it. They're for sale. Our own defense department is for sale to the highest bidder. How, why do you think that went over the last 50 years? It's gone. We don't own yeah. our military. I think that's obvious with what's going on. And that, since I touched on that, I want to just sidetrack here a little bit and give people a take. And I'm not big on predictions, but I have to get this off my chest. The Lord has been telling me that this is... Uh, this is, to me, a strong possibility as to why the premier of China was meeting with Trump. I have a feeling that they struck a deal that China would let us take down North Korea if we let them have Taiwan. And that would be one of the greatest atrocities that ever occurred on any president's watch if that's the road they're going down. Taiwan is a is a is a the last bastion of freedom anywhere near kids where all the Chinese nationalists went with Chiang Kai-shek after they were run off the mainland by Mao Zedong and his murderous band of communists, you know what, and killing 20 to 30 million people. And the last, uh, the last remnant of the free Chinese holed up in Taiwan. And I talked to a contractor who was there. He's an electrical contractor. He said, hey, they're ready for war. They're, they know it's coming. Every single road in Taiwan is built to accommodate a touchdown and takeoff of an F-16. So their their whole place is geared for this, what's coming. And I have a really bad feeling that they may have cut it. Now, Joe, I don't know. I wasn't at the meeting. And I don't have proof of this, but look for that. And maybe exposing this ahead of time and saying this is not going to be acceptable will prevent it from happening because China wants Taiwan desperately. They're not going to let the guy. And purportedly, there's a whole bunch of gold there and treasure that was taken out of from, you know, by the nationalist Chinese, uh, you know, the treasures of the world. They didn't, they, China was spinning silk and making fine porcelain and coming up with gunpowder and all these things that, you know, uh, that, 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 you know, the rebel, you know, technology of the time was in China and the treasures of the world and the gold and all the, the artifacts. I mean, where do you think they went? They went out to Taiwan. So, and that and being a bastion of freedom there, I want to make sure that the word goes out. I mean, right now that people do not 
let us let China have Taiwan. That no, no, would be a uh, big, be clear, big, big mistake. And I just had a feeling that's the deal they're cutting. It just okay. stinks to high heaven from here. The second thing I wanted to touch on, the international scene, and then we'll go back to the courts here, because um, I know that's why you had me on. But I also feel the need to alert people. I don't think I touched on this on your last show. If I did, please interrupt me and we can move right back into the court thing. But um, in getting reports that many patriot uh, listen lines, like you would listen to this show over the listen line, the 605 number, um, and many conference calls, and it was confirmed by a woman who works for the corporation that does freeconferencecall.com, that T-Mobile and Metro PCS are blocking access to Patriot-related phone calls, websites, listen lines, and conference calls. And so when I went to set up a conference call, I asked the woman, I said, uh, you know, are I going to have trouble? She said, oh, we're having the same trouble. We're battling that as well. And so I stayed with them because, you know, we're all in this together. And I didn't want to, you know, go with the one, I didn't want to go with the profitable thing. I wanted to stay with the corporation that was fighting the beast behind the acquisition of T-Mobile, the acquisition of Metro PCS. The acquisition of Suncom, the acquisition of PowerTel, the acquisition of 29 markets in the Mississippi Valley, hundreds and hundreds of licenses from Verizon, and now possibly buying Sprint. Deutsche Telekom of Germany, 71.5 million customers they supply right now. This was without the Sprint deal that's on the table. And SoftBank has reported recently, Reuters reported that SoftBank is planning to sell its majority share in Sprint to Deutsche Telekom, effectively giving Deutsche Telekom control over almost all the cell service in the in the United States, and they're already blocking the Patriots. They they are planning to sell their majority share of Sprint to Deutsche Telekom due to a higher likelihood that the deal will be approved by the Trump administration. And at that point, the 71.5 million existing customers under Deutsche Telekom's thumb being blocked from Patriot venues, possibly this one. You don't know how many people are getting blocked from this unless they can't, you know, unless they get an email. Um, but I was doing another broadcast and people were, you know, uh, calling in from other people's phones or sending emails to the station saying, hey, you know, I, I'm trying to get in on my phone and I can't get it. They're blocking me. So, and this was confirmed by the woman who's, uh, who does the conference call big company and they're owned by Carrier X and they're battling it as well. So I wanted people to be alert, alert to the fact that there are some very unscrupulous phone companies being acquired by Deutsche Telekom doing very unscrupulous things like interfering with Patriot, uh, you know, denial of honest service to Patriots. And, uh, and so be careful, surf, search your phone service well. I mean, I don't want to give any plugs here. I use Verizon, haven't had a problem with it, but I've heard that, uh, you know, direct reports of, of people being blocked. And of course it's, it's Deutsche Telekom. And this yeah. is with it wouldn't be done without the knowledge of the CEO of the company blocking you know major. We're talking thousands, if not tens of thousands, and possibly hundreds of thousands of phone calls being blocked um, by a you know by a German multinational corporation that is not friendly to our freedom. So, want your listeners to be aware of that. So, we'll yeah. circle back to the courts, and um, I, you know I think that this thing is I'm an activist. And to me, activism is the most important thing. If if you don't care about somebody else who's not free, then you're not going to be free. So we uh, all got to start really let, let me, watching what's me, going on around the country. I mean, look what happened to the poor Amish guy. He he. And this is under the federal statutes, which could have been dropped by Jeff Sessions. And they knew about this case. The Amish guy was selling a hand cream. 
and and it had some type of herb in it, um, but not a not a not an illegal herb, chickweed, I think it was called. And he used the word healing on the label, and the FDA said you can't do that. You can't say it heals. The modern four-letter word now is heal. H E A L has replaced the F word, and that was against the law. And he he said, I don't acknowledge your jurisdiction. I'm Amish. He's looking at something like 60 years in prison. The idiot jury found him guilty because they didn't know about jury nullification or they didn't care. And this is why it's so important, and I'll tell people, we'll just cut right to a solution right now. Okay, Eric, stop your, you stop your whining and complaining. What, what are we going to do about it? Okay, we have a jury nullification flyer in a PDF file that's very easy to download and print out. It's at our website, courtroomwatch.com. That's courtroomwatch.com. It should be right at the top, right at the top posting. They've already tried to block it twice. It's, we posted it a third time and it should still be there. If it's not, just call in or send an email to Mr. Hagman, let us know, and, uh, we'll read it on the air again. So if people want to go there and actually do something very effective and very powerful, and I'll tell you in a second how scared the system is of jury nullification, then go to courtroomwatch.com, download the jury nullification flyer, make 50 or 100 copies, keep a stack in your car, the best place to go if you want to really do something, and this is low impact, low risk, and high, high, high effectiveness. This is super big return on zero risk. This is one of the best investments of freedom you can make. Pick up the phone and call your county, your state courthouse, and say, "Hey, what day is uh, jury selection day?" And they'll say, "Whatever Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday." And you go down there eight eight fifteen in the morning. If they open at eight thirty. Get there about 20, 15, 20 minutes ahead of time. You'll see a line forming up outside the door with all these people who got called in for jury duty. And you take your jury nullification flyers just before those doors open and discreetly just walk down the line and say, here's some information on jury duty. Here's just some general information on jury duty. Don't go writing in the name of your favorite person who's got a case going through the court that's going to taint the jury pool. Keep it just the way the flyer is or write up your own. If you've got people all out there have a better one to write, fantastic. Let me know. But we put, I, I put some good thought into that, and I think it's got, it's a, it's an effective flyer because it prepares the jury for the nightmare of the judge threatening them. And I've seen it happen. The judge will say, now listen, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you can only interpret the law as I give it to you. You can't interpret the law any other way. If I present the law to you and then you have found that the state has proved their case, then you must find for, find guilty. <laughs> and if the state has not proven this case, then you can find not guilty. You notice how they always frame it in terms of the state? They don't frame it in terms of the accused. You must protect the accused at all costs, and if it's not, no. They always frame it in terms of favorability to the state. Once again, there's a financial interest here, people. This is not only conflict of interest. This is RICO. The judges are lining their own pockets by having their pension funds go through the roof if they can fill up those private prisons that their pension funds are invested in. Hello, and number two, what about the bonded cases with the performance of payment bond being sold fraudulently on the open market as a mortgage-backed security? What a scam. So anyway, so people, it's, it's, you know, when you see these things from the inside like I have, it's frustrating, um, but it requires that, it requires action. I couldn't sit back and do nothing after seeing all this stuff go on. So this is why I'm here tonight. So download the jury nullification flyer, pass it out on the morning of jury selection at your your local courthouse, and or go down to the little town. Some of these town courts have a 50 or 100 people in there doing traffic tickets, just gar little garbagey stuff. Go down and pass out a whole big pile of jury nullification flyers there. Everybody, it's fertile ground 
for for sowing the seeds of freedom, everybody there is 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 being persecuted and going through experiencing the tyranny, and there everybody there will be seeking freedom. You'll meet a whole bunch of new people right in your own town, your neighbors who you've never met before, and it'll get you out there. And you'll be amazed what you learn. I, I could go on and on in other future, hopefully, uh, appearances with the Hagmans about you know interesting episodes at the courthouse, including debating a Mason, a Freemason. I'll tell you about that if you want later. But um, you know, sure. it's important that we get the jury nullification word out, and jury nullification is when the jury decides that hey, guess what? We think the law stinks. I don't care what the judge says. I don't care what the DA says. I don't care what the people who passed this quote-unquote law said. It's not a law. It's a fraudulent, bogus, fake, phony, made-up statute that comes out of a bunch of attorneys who sit on the state legislature and basically lie in their pockets passing unlawful statutes. What do you think these are? You don't get a job on the New York State Assembly unless you're a lawyer or a licensed bar member attorney. So what do you think they do? They go into office. They pass a bunch of hundreds of thousands of it's, it's insane statutes that just restrict everything. License this, permission for that. You know the story, people, if you're listening to this broadcast. So, I mean, they're all bar members. When they give up their gig or when they're out of office and they're, you know, they, somebody else comes in and takes their position a few years down the road, they go back to private practice as an attorney cashing in on all the statutes they just passed as a member of the legislature, you see? I watched Judge Barone go from his office in the Fairport Town Court 20 feet over to the court and sit as a judge and then back to his office 20 feet over. I mean, it's right there. I mean, you talk, well, how is this not a conflict of interest? And that's putting it mildly. It's definitely racketeering and conspiracy because they know what they're doing. The classic example is Judge Edmund Calvaruso of the New York State Supreme Court of the Monroe County Surrogate Court who appointed his own law firm as the public administrator to manage all the wealthy estates so they came out of the, the New York people and into the courts because there was some little glitch in the will or something like that. And it watched it happen. And it's right on their letterhead. Gallo and Yuck Evangelo, senior partner Edmund Calvaruso, the judge who's appointing the, his, his own law firm over people's estates, and he gets a big chunk of the money. They used to clean out the estates with one ruling that said the estate can be accessed to pay for legal fees, and then the attorneys would come in and clean it out. And then they passed some statutes that said, no, the public administrator can only take a percentage. It got that bad. They ripped off hundreds of millions of dollars, including a local billionaire, and left the four kids who should have inherited about $400 million, left them nothing, not even a house to live in. So that's, I mean, that's just atrocity beyond, it's just unimaginable what's going on. I saw him lock up one woman who was perfectly normal and sane in a mental ward for 30 days so they could rip off her father's estate and then let her out. Of course, there was nothing left when she got out. It's ungodly what's going on in the court. So it requires activism. It requires, you know, you want to be a patriot. You can't just view. You got to do. This is freedom is no longer a spectator sport. So all you armchair people who love being entertained, you know, by the interesting news report at night, and the, you know, you catch up on the stuff, and c catching up and getting the scoop and finding out what's going around the AP wire is not going to get us our freedom back. We need people to download get the flyer the and get day. it ha handed out into people's hands. You got to do something, Amen. people, or we're not going to have this republic uh, back. Get, get in the game. No, no, we, we, you're, you're exactly right. We can talk about this, and, and you, the, this is kind of your your intelligence briefing. You get your instructions uh, from here, perhaps, or in others. But get in the game. Get some skin in the game. 
and right, that's what we right. need to Once do. you get caught up, it's both. It's both. And I, I really respect the reporters that can do with the level head and give and give the, and get, and pick out what's important and what's not. You guys are great at that. But then what? Then you, Eric, you know, I we're coming up against the break. Get up out of yeah tomorrow morning. So what will you do for freedom? What did you do yesterday? What are you going to do tomorrow? What do you got planned for next week? So, so as well as tuning into the Hagman Report and catching up and getting yourself hit to hit to getting some good information. Hold, hold that uh, thought, brother. Hold that thought, man. We're up against a break. Hang on, man. Hang on. Stay right where you're at. We'll be right back with Eric Hughes Jones and Greg Jackson after these short messages. Don't go anywhere. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Uh, folks, I'm going to direct your attention to MasterPreps.com. MasterPreps.com. Wow. Uh, MasterPreps.com, uh, the sponsor of our show, MasterPreps.com. That's MasterPreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you could possibly want from uh, cooking uh, utensils, uh, cooking frying pans. To, I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely. Eric's a, it's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report family. Masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? Hi, I'm Grace Gonzalez from Caring Close in the Woods. We are an American family-owned company founded and built on skills and knowledge gained from responding to aging major disasters in the U.S. and around the world. We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We're offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Armies kit. It contains 12 homeopathic armies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either. But they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues. And so can you. Check out our American Heritage Journeys kit at www.changewithwoods.com. Your life may depend on it. Hello, everyone. This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. That means you can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. 
last segment, and Greg Jackson from gregjackson.com, who is uh, with with Eric and and me and my dad in this segment. And Greg, I know you have some. Uh, welcome to the Hagman Report. Hagman Hagman Report. Uh, it's been a little while, and I know you have some questions for for Eric Hughes Jones that you want to get into. Uh, we talked off air a little bit, and you had a, a whole lot to say on some of what Eric was saying. So, Greg, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Doug. Eric, uh, good to uh, be on with you. Can you guys hear me okay? Oh, yeah. Hey, buddy, yeah. Yeah, and Greg, what we'd okay. like to do, uh, what we want to do is kind yeah. of turn this turn this over to you uh, rather than have a cumbersome four uh, team right now. Turn this over to you for the next 30 minutes, the next segment, and you take uh, you take yeah. point on this. Okay. Well, absolutely. So what you're talking about tonight, gentlemen, I don't think there could be any more important topic that we could be discussing. And I did catch the first part of your show, uh, Doug, and you said something in the first hour that I think really set the tone. You said, Chris, to Brannon, I believe, you said, Christians are getting our butts kicked. I don't know if that's per se what you said, but I think it was something along those lines. And you, you've been saying that for a while, but you're right. And, and if Brandon, if people were on an hour number one and they heard Brandon's story about how the, the communist Marxist leftists are trying to, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, censor and shut up Christians, uh, and, and any talk about the scriptures or anything that might be in the least, uh, politically incorrect, I mean, the handwriting is on the wall. It couldn't be any more obvious, headline after headline, and, and, and the war is, is raging. And, and sadly, Doug, I don't think that most Christians are aware that not only is it, that, that not only is the battle on, but that it is raging. The leftists understand that the battle is raging, and they're fighting with everything that they have. And, Look, you had uh, L.A. Marzulli on on Friday, and I happen to agree with L.A. He said, just to set some context here, that, look, I don't think there's any beating the deep state, uh, you know, in, in, in big picture. Of course, I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not Nostradamus, but I do know this. I do know that we as Christians were called to stand for truth, to stand for righteousness and justice until our last dying breath. And the thing that I love so much about this show is that you guys are on the forefront of rallying the troops along with so many of your other guests like Coach Dave. Think about what Coach Dave did. And people might think, ah, what, nothing changed at Target and the guy went in and he stood his ground against the Target bathroom policy, but you know, the policy's still intact and really didn't do, do anything. People are probably still back shopping at Target. Well, let me tell you something. What Coach Dave did was what every Christian needs to be doing in their own locale. This is what I love most about your guest, Eric, and having heard him uh, previously, and and also uh, your, your guest, Matt, I, I don't know if I'm pr- pronouncing his name correctly, Fenawala, who wrote the book Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate, who you've had on previously, which is this. We weren't necessarily called to change the world on our own, but we were called individually as Christians to stand our ground. One man with God makes a majority. One man with God 
makes a majority, and everybody's looking for the Messiah, Donald Trump, well, and he's all upset that he's breaking his campaign promises. What do you expect? The guy wrote the art of the deal. He wrote the art of the deal. What do you think? He's like a, an altar boy who's going to, you know, keep his promises and keep it. He's going to do pragmatically in a Machiavellian way what best benefits. That's his worldview. What best ve- benefits Donald Trump? And I'm not saying that I, I'm not slamming the guy or saying that he's, he's wrong with everything that he's doing. And I don't want to get too off track. But what I am saying is that instead of looking to Washington, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue for all of our problems to be solved, what I love most about what Eric is saying here is that if we want to do our best to stand our ground and to fight for liberty and freedom, and it's always worth fighting for liberty and freedom, by the way, we never say die. We always fight till our last dying breath. He came up with this jury nullification initiative, which I think is brilliant. It's a, it's a vital way to stand for liberty and freedom. And he rightly says that the powers that be don't want people to know about their moral, legal, and constitutional authority that they have with this little-known Jury Nullification Act that he's trying to get out. God bless you, Eric, for doing that. And here's, But here's what I want to say. You talk about the big picture, Doug. Christians, we're getting our butts kicked because we're not going to the root of the problem. We're close with this jury nullification, but let me humbly state or suggest the fact that the the idol that the left, the godless, atheist, Marxist, Muslim left in this country worships is child sacrifice. And we will never be free in this country unless the rule of law is restored. Let me repeat that. Unless we restore the rule of law, we will never be a free people. We're living in a post-constitutional republic. We're kidding ourselves if we say that we're a free people. We are, we've been living in a constitutional republic for many, many years, and it's getting worse. And until we reaffirm, reassert, and reestablish the pillars, the very foundations of the rule of law, There is literally no hope for our country. So what is the solution? The solution is restoring the foundations. And the foundation for our representative Republican constitutional form of government rests upon the assertion, the belief, that every man and woman is born with a God-given right to his and her own life from the very moment they become human beings, which of course is a scientific fact, is at the very moment of conception. Until the right to life is restored in the United States of America, and the abortion holocaust, which takes the lives of 4,000 pre-born babies a day, is ended, nothing will change in America. Even this jury nullification, as laudable an initiative it is, And by the way, it should be pursued. There's many prongs to pursuing liberty, righteousness, and freedom and justice in our country. But what I'm here to say is that we in the Hagman and Hagman family, millions of listeners, need to go to the root of the problem. And look, we've had an initiative. We've called on Donald Trump to step in at the federal level because the governors of the individual states have 
basically abnegated their primary, not basically, they have abnegated their role as the chief law enforcement officer of their state to protect and defend the God-given right to life and end the child killing in their states. And if you don't have the right to life, none of your other rights can be protected, secured, and guaranteed. It's the seminal right that we possess as not only Americans, but human beings that God gave us and that no man or collection of men in any government can take away. And the fact of the matter is, unfortunately, Donald Trump, I don't even think the wall wall's going to get built, much less the abortion holocaust coming to an end by the President of the United States declaring an end to the abortion holocaust by shutting down the abortuaries and cutting off uh, funding to Planned Parenthood, which, by the way, half a billion dollars of our taxpayers' uh, money goes to every year. But here's the thing, and this is why I love what Eric is talking about, what you guys have been talking about. Liberty and freedom are fought for and won at the local level. You know, I used to sneer at that bumper sticker, guys, that said that, like, think, uh, it's like kind of a liberal leftist bumper sticker. Think, uh, think globally, but act locally. I used to sneer at that. You know, when I was a knee jerk, uh, George Bush voting, uh, you know, Republican, neocon, which you and I share. We were both, uh, had the same backgrounds, Doug. I know that. But here's the deal. Half of it's good. Half of it's right. I got a better one. Buy local, fix local. Mmm. I love that. Here's the thing. Let me just finish this. I'm going to hand it over to you, Eric, because I want to get your thoughts. I'm going to sum it up. The fight for liberty and freedom truly is local, and people don't understand the power and the authority that they have when they stand boldly for truth and righteousness and liberty. Here's what needs to happen on the local level for the right to life to be restored in the United States of America and for the abortion holocaust to come to an end and the pillars and the very foundations of our constitutional form of government to be restored. And that is that people at the local level, Christians, conservatives, pro-lifers, need to call on their sheriffs. And by the way, if there is a sheriff listening to the program, there's got to be one who says he claims the name of Jesus, who believes that the Bible is the inerrant, authoritative word of God, who, before you take your last dying breath, is going to stand and to make a bold stand. If you're a sheriff, what you said, Eric, the other day rang home and it resonated with me to my core, which is that the way our constitutional form of government was set up was that the sheriff elected by the county, by the, uh, by the people of the county, was the highest law enforcement officer in, the count, in, in, in that county, jurisdictionally, constitutionally, legally. And that's the way our constitutional form of government was set up. The problem is, as you rightly noted the last time you were on this show, if memory serves, Eric, you rightly stated that a power had been usurped, especially not only at the state level, but at the federal level, to where the sheriff, who had the badge, and Andy Griffith, who was the most, had the most authority on the county level, now is basically powerless. But he's only powerless, or she's only powerless, because they have renounced their authority. They've ceded the toxic leftist liberal lie that they have no authority. 
when in fact they have the most authority. And let me tell you, Mr. Sheriff, if you're listening to this show right now, if you have an abortuary that is killing babies in your county right now today, you not only have the, the authority, you have the moral, legal, and constitutional obligation wearing that badge, duly elected by the members of your county, to go in and to arrest the child killers, to bring them to justice, and to padlock the doors, and to stop the baby killing via abortion in your county. Did you hear what I just said? You can do the research on it, and Eric, I want to know what you think about what I've just said. You check me if I'm wrong, because I know that I'm right. I've checked it out with uh, Herb Titus, who is the head of Regent uh, Law School, one of the oldest Christian law schools in the country that he founded, Dr. Alan Keyes, uh, who uh, worked in the Reagan administration and went to Harvard Law School and has a Ph.D. in constitutional law. I've also affirmed this with uh, Dr. Edwin Vieira, who has four Harvard Law degrees. These are... And, and by the way, I haven't been to law school, but I understand the simple words of the United States Constitution. And the Fifth and Fourteenth Amendment of the United States Constitution guarantee that no state shall violate any person, no person, their, uh, that, that, that they will have due process of the laws and equal protection of the laws, period. End of story. And when babies are killed in their mother's wombs, they're violated of their due process and equal protection under the laws. It's that simple. You don't need four Harvard Law degrees to understand something that is that simple. And it's the same with this Jury Nullification Act that you're talking about, Eric, tonight on the show. So my call, my ask, is that if there's one sheriff that will be bold enough to go down your Planned Parenthood abortuary child-killing center tomorrow with your posse and close the doors and arrest the child-killers, I can guarantee you that others will follow. And if there's members of the Hagman and Hagman audience that know a sheriff in your county, and perhaps you can bring them this information, you can share this information with about jury nullification with them, with your family and your friends, and the fact that the sheriff not only has the, the, the constitutional authority, but the obligation to go in and protect and defend and prosecute uh, the, the, the God-given right to life and to prosecute those who would violate that right. I'll turn it over to you, gentlemen. Well, oh, unless they have something to say, I got that's I, this is awesome. I had no idea what you were going to talk about tonight. I thought you were going to needle me with some particulars about you know that I might not have right with my work analysis. You got right to that big the big cheese, which is yeah, fifty million babies killed. We better be repenting every day for that first and foremost. Um, I absolutely agree, uh, and not a word from Trump. Of course, that was part, even part of his platform. How he can call himself a conservative, or you know, close to something like a—I know conservative has some good and some bad connotations, and we can pick that apart later. But generally speaking, we, we don't want to be killing any babies. A baby is not an appendage. Unfortunately, for women who don't want to accept this, it's not like a finger or a toe or a liver or a kidney or a lung. This is another once that life's grown inside you. That's another person, okay? They're another hu human being. 
and it has to be looked at that way. That's the only honest way to look at it. And if we're going to be talking about the rights of the individual, I know I might sound like a hardcore libertarian, live, let live, do what you want to do, and what a woman does with her body is her business. Nah, she's not doing something to her body when she kills another person inside it. That's just, Amen. so yeah, I, I completely, I can't, I, I, I'll just come right out and say that. So I'm totally on the same page with you. And I really respect that you came out and talked about this. It's not always a profitable thing to do to talk about this. It's certainly not necessarily the most popular thing among the sheeple, but this is a big, big deal. 50 million babies. And what's our new Supreme Witches Court nominee, Mr. Gorsuch, going to do? Is he going to be refer, uh, speaking out and trying to reverse? I mean, they're not even going to hear the case. I hate to be pessimistic. But I don't see the fix at the top. I agree with that statement you made earlier. We're not going to be able to go into the Rothschild mansion and fix what the CFR and the Bilderbergers are doing tomorrow. We can cut them out at the knees and pull the rug out from under them by a local fix from the bottom up by getting around with your neighbors, passing out jury nullification flyers, taking back our sovereignty locally, realizing, you know, when people start realizing that society can't be a victim, that's a huge step away from communism back to reality and back to a more of a your rights come from a god because <laughs> if your rights aren't coming from the government well, where do you think they come from you have them because you're created just the fact that you're here means you have these rights you don't have to be given them and granted them and pay for them every 50 bucks a year and renew it every five years and all this other garbage rights are unalienable so that with that the, the jury nullification is good you're right the 50 million babies comes first if we're talking about the ladder of importance as far as topics as far as action as far as what we got to do yeah i would let that would be but that's a tough nut to crack meanwhile we can get jury nullification out there reduce the reduce what's going on in the courts network with people who are like-minded and all of a sudden spread the word then you can witness the people minister a little tell them about the abortions touch the hard topic it's it's not easy to come up right to someone and say you know these abortions have to stop and a lot of times there's an immediate divide there. Maybe you can get them with the carrot instead of a, I don't want to say a stick, but um, a jury nullification flyer is a good step in the right direction towards towards letting people know that they have to, number one, care about their sure. brethren because, who are being persecuted. Most of the people being persecuted on that on that, on that witness stand there who are being accused. And uh, it's it's their duty under it's, it's, it's society can't be a victim. You're stepping back from communism. Um, you're doing the right thing instead of submitting to the fear of the judge. And you're going to hold the ground and say, no, that person is not guilty because the law stinks. We're going to judge the law here. We're going to exercise jury nullification. And by the way, just some good news for your listeners. The In the recent trials that took place in Oregon regarding the Malheur Wildlife Refuge standoff with the Bundys, the second Bundy event, the one that took place in Oregon, uh, at the federal trials, the, guilt, the, the verdicts were not guilty, and after the trial, the people who were on the jury came outside and talked to the activists and said, we got your message about the jury nullification. They were holding signs, huge banners, wearing shirts, writing it in chalk on the sidewalk, passing out the flyers, of course, and it got through. And they said it got through, confirmed. They came over and actually shook the hands and said, wow, thanks, you know, we, you know, we needed to know that with a clear conscience, you can send somebody home not guilty, even though they may have technically broken the statute in question, if you think the law stinks and there's no actual victim. Hold that standard, people. When you get in that juror box or, or talking to somebody about it, there has to be a living victim. And here we go again. Once you start talking about living victims, you're talking about, wow, is there a living victim to an abortion? Yeah, there is, especially the later ones, if you want to split hairs on when. Um, but at 
there's a lot of babies getting killed, and 50 million is a conservative number. And I don't see any hope that the Supreme Court's going to reverse their Roe versus Wade decision anytime ever. Um, so it has to be done at the local level. The sheriff has to start exercising his authority as the chief peace officer. He has to stop submitting to the three-letter agencies, which should have disappeared under our new Trump administration. We were hoping they would. At least a couple of the more egregious ones, like the DEA, uh, the, the CIA, and the Department of Homeland Gestapo. And by the way, the military can do its own intelligence gathering. And and the, as if the FBI wasn't enough, that was too much. But the state police have plenty of units to do professional investigating for, like, real homicides and the occasional real violent rape or murder that occurred, which would all almost go down to zero if the drug war ended immediately. And I would have thought that would have been one of the first things, like a liberty-loving, restore-the-republic type of, you know, freedom-loving president would do was end the drug war against his own people. What happened? They made it bigger. And Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, said he was making it bigger. Oh, and by the way, he was the attorney general under the governor of Alabama who just got indicted on sex crimes. Don't tell me Jeff Sessions didn't know about that. His governor, if he's the attorney general, exactly what was going on in that governor's office. So what do you think about any of that, Greg? Hey, well, I just, I just wanted to just fit one thing more in here, and you've made so many excellent points, Eric. And that is that we have swallowed the lie of judicial supremacy. And we've talked about that many times on this show. The fact of the matter is, Thomas Jefferson said it best. He said to consider the judges as the ultimate arbiters of all constitutional questions is a very dangerous doctrine indeed. And one that would place us under the despotism of an oligarchy. The Constitution has erected no such single tribunal, knowing that to whatever hands confided, with the corruptions of time and party, its members would become despots. And that's where we are right now in 2017. We have a two-party sham system, Republicans and Democrats, two wings of the same dirty, socialist, communist bird flying us in the same New World Order, globalist direction, and they have become despotic. Now, we thought that maybe Trump might be a, de a departure from that. Time will tell. But here's what I do know, that the only reason... That we don't have the primary reason that we don't have the rule of law in this country is we swallowed the lie that court opinions like Roe vs. Wade are the law of the land the very second they're issued. The fact of the matter is, courts don't possess law-making authority. The the reason that 4,000 babies a day are murdered every day in the United States of America and that we don't have the right to life guaranteed in this country is because the executive and legislative branches have turned a blind eye and treat to the judiciary and treated the these unelected black robe judges as if they, they were our kings. I'll and tell as you soon what as the American set up. people it was set up, uh, go the ahead. Judiciary Act the Judiciary Act of yeah. seventeen eighty nine. The Judiciary Act of 1789 was signed on the 24th of September. It was passed without a roll call vote. Uh, the original Senate to pass this, out of the 26 members, uh, 12 of them are known to be Freemasons, Oliver Ellsworth, James Gunn, William Johnston, Samuel Johnston, etc. The person who ran through and gave the court the congressional authority to to exercise lawmaking capability, lawmaking uh, decision powers, uh, was given to the was given to the uh, unlawfully 
and wrongly given to the judiciary by the Congress under the Judiciary Act of 1789, and listen to it, and it was rammed through by Oliver Ellsworth, very powerful, high-level, famous Freemason on the original Senate, and this was his baby. And listen to what Senator William McClay said on July 17th while, it, while they were debating the Judiciary Act of 1789, which started this whole nightmare. <clears throat> this was before the ink was dry on the Constitution. He said, quote, Senator William McClay on July 17th, 1789, quote, I opposed this bill from the beginning. It certainly is a vile law system calculated for expense and with a design to draw by degrees all law business into the federal courts. <clears throat> he also says, Ellsworth in his diction, Ellsworth is the Freemason who rammed through this, this, uh, this evil Judiciary Act that gave all the power to the courts, Ellsworth, in his diction, has varied from the Constitution. This vile bill, there it is again, this vile bill, is a child of his, that's Ellsworth, and he defends it with the care of a parent, even with wrath and anger, end quote. He also says, I can scarcely account for my dislike for this bill. I really fear it will be the gunpowder plot of the Constitution. So at the time... Many founding fathers were saying, don't pass this. This is disgusting. It's going to draw all law business into the federal courts. It's going to put us on maritime and admiralty law instead of common law. Eric, great. Where, where, where in, wherein you're treated like a military conscript with no rights whatsoever, and it's been going on a steady downward great spiral point. since that day in 1789. Hey, guys, we've got about great 45 point, seconds left until the break. Uh, would would both of you uh, be willing to hang over for about 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes on the other side so we can sure. close this out? All right. We're talking with Eric Hughes. Thanks, guys. Eric Hughes-Jones from courtroomwatch.org and Greg Jackson from gregjackson.com. Greg is spelled with two Gs, G-R-E-G-G, jackson.com. And they will be, uh, they've been gracious enough to, to give us the time tonight, and they're going to be holding over for a little bit into the next hour uh, to complete their uh, discussion on on a number of these issues that are uh, very relevant to today and how the legal system has come so perverted and so far away from the rule of law and the Constitution in this country and what we can do to get it back on the right track. Folks, you're listening to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Just what kind of thriller predicts the future? In three days in the belly of the beast, Daniel Holdings wrote about the God Particle before CERN actually discovered the God Particle. In As the Darkness Falls, Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of. In his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the creator to his creation. Will war come to America? Will the world's economies collapse? Are we looking at increased earthquakes and volcanic activity? Will the United States fall into civil war? You can find all of Daniel's work at his website, DanielHoldings.com. That's DanielHoldings.com. All of these things and more are talked about in Daniel's books. To find out what's coming next, go to DanielHoldings.com. 
Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest yielding cash crops available today. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high net worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18% or more per year. Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. At HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Jones, courtroomwatch.com or .org, take your pick, but uh, Courtroom Watch for sure, courtroomwatch.com there, pick up your copy, download your jury nullification forms, and of course, Greg Jackson, Greg with two G's, Jackson, gregjackson.com there, uh, of course, get his writings, follow his work as well, both on the trail of the courts, and it's interesting, right before the uh, top of the hour, uh, Eric was talking about the Judiciary Act of 1789. Um, one of the sources, and then I found this interesting because after his last visit, I was sent a surgeon. That's right, sent a surgeon. Uh, MacLay's journal. If you access that, there is uh, the diaries or the writings of Senator William MacLay. Not a fan of the bill. He's from my home state of Pennsylvania. Kept a diary of the experiences in the first Congress. And uh, he wrote extensively on the Judiciary Act, which uh, started this whole mess. And Eric uh, Hughes-Jones was talking about this before we get before we get back. And I'm going to kick it to Eric, and then kick it uh, then kick it back to Greg. So um, before we get back to uh, to Eric and Greg, uh, the other day, my daughter Jackie, who you saw on 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 camera, uh, she had a question about her life insurance policy. I, in fact, I got her a life insurance policy when she was really well, she's a baby, and uh, had given it to her, and she said, "You know, I, I do want to check this. I want to check Policy Genius out." Well, I'm going to tell you, she saved a lot of money when she went to PolicyGenius.com, and 
it was easy for her. In fact, she was guided every step of the way, um, thinking perhaps, well, you know, taking it over might be too much of a hassle. Um, she had life insurance, but she wanted to compare prices. She found, oh my goodness, Policy Genius offered her the best deal online. In fact, PolicyGenius.com is the best online life insurance marketplace, bar none. They've got the most accurate quotes from top A-rated life insurance companies, and they've got a They've placed over $5 billion worth of policies for people just like you and me. Very simple, user-friendly interface website to shop and compare all of the top-rated insurance companies, and they give you the best options. Folks, go to policygenius.com today to save over 40% off other prices for life insurance. And I can tell you, just ask Jackie. That's right. When life insurers compete for your business, you save money. I'm going to spell it for you. P-O-L-I-C-Y. That's policy. Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, altogether, policygenius.com. There's no jargon, no sales pressure, no no hassle. Life insurance made easy. Free quotes, no hassle, peace of mind. Don't wait. Go to policygenius.com today. That said, Eric Hughes-Jones. Go back. I'm uh, going to kick it over to you, and then uh, you can kick it to Greg. But the uh, Judiciary Act of 1789. Yeah, um, I think I I, pre- I was just wrapping it up. I think it was a perfect time because I just wanted to make that point that look at all the other, uh, you know, look at the statements that were made at the time. This is a vile bill. That, they, that That's a really strong word in those days for for a senator to use that on the record. Um, I can scarcely account for my dislike for this bill. I fear it will be the gunpowder plot of the Constitution. I mean, they had, they knew this was going to destroy our republic. And so those, those, I mean, look what happened. Look what's going on now. The courts are just out of, completely out of control. Um, yeah. and yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's so judges, important right? for people to get that jury nullification flyer out because it may be your neck that gets saved by a juror who exercises jury nullification if you're up on wrongful charges, you know? So, a solution. Uh, try to get your town and your county unincorporated and your church unincorporated. That is a huge step in the right direction. Let's, we'll start with that. That's that's where, or, or if you're planning on moving, look for a county that's unincorporated. They're out there. There's a bunch of them, and right. in those, and the reason is because once you once a public service, a public entity incorporates and becomes a private business, it's going to start acting like a private business. They're going to start selling shares in their corporation. Who do you think, and this, I want people, if they remember nothing else other than jury nullification, remember the Democrat and Republican, <laughs> Democrat and Republican uh, entities are no longer political parties. They're private corporations. And, and, and people and, have to kind of get exactly. that through their head, that these are not anything that's in the public domain anymore. These are private entities. And this is how I knew we were in trouble. As soon as Donald Trump was running with an R next to his name, he should have ran as an... If, I knew, I was looking, the first thing that I said, you know, I'll know if he's for real or not. If he runs as a Republican, he's going to be... And whether he's for real in his mind, I don't know. But he's going to wind up walking into the neocon trap just like he has, and look what happened. Um, or... Was he going to run with an I for independent next to his name? Not the independence party, just independent. That means no political party affiliation, or better said, no political corporation affiliation. Because once he signed on the, on the dotted line to run as a Republican candidate, he has to obey by the bylaws of that corporation called the Republican Party Incorporated. <laughs> they can call it whatever they want, but it's a private corporation. 
And this is why it's so important that people unincorporate, get to a place that's not incorporated, don't let your court be incorporated or your town, uh, and and stop. This is what drives me like fingernails on a chalkboard. Is I the I, the government should not be run like a business. It should be run like a public service. Remember, that's why we called them public servants in the old days. Sure. <laughs> now they're called authority authorities and and you know whatever else czars. Can you believe we have czars in in this and in, in our free republic? I mean, how can people palate that? Like the black robes <laughs> in the court. That's an overt sign. So anyway, um, take back the language. Educate your friends and neighbors that, you know, is some big, we're a republic, not a democracy. It doesn't matter what the majority votes for. Your rights are protected under a republic. Cherish it because it may be on trial someday. When that comes, here's jury nullification. By the way, society cannot be a victim. It's a fictitious entity. Only a living man or woman and insist on that. Many state constitutions say that they are still under common law, including New York under Article 14, I think it is. So, and that was updated as of 2012. And it says since there was a colony in 1775 and a state in 1779, and it was it was very specific. So, uh, hold your local and state and federal government to a common law standing. Always require a common law court. Where's the victim to my crime? Well, what do you mean the state's a victim, Your Honor? Is a, a state's a fictitious entity that would be committing a fraud upon the court? Is the district attorney? promoting a fraud upon this court by claiming a fictitious entity can be a victim, that's absurd. And they're going to say, well, the state statute says this, and the attorneys have passed that. And so here's the epic battle. It's it's us against, unfortunately, it's us against the bar. And if you doubt how far back the bar goes, look up in your dictionary, ins of court. That's I-N-N-S. I'm going to do it while I'm explaining what it is. This is out of the American Heritage Dictionary of the English language and about 19 early 80s and um, I was just paging through one day looking for a different definition and I found ins of court it's called ins I-N-N-S next word of next word court C-O-U-R-T as in where you go for your trial okay and uh, I'm going to see if I can get it right out of the dictionary. Here it is, in the court. The four legal, now listen to this carefully. The four legal societies in England founded about the beginning of the 14th century, consisting of Gray's Inn, Lincoln's Inn, the Inner Temple, and the Middle Temple which have the exclusive right to confer the degree of barrister on law students. Since the 1300s, about 1325, not long after the signing of the Magna Carta, the, and did you get the reference to the temples? Those are Masonic temples that run the courts and the men, the bar. That's their, oh, hiding in plain sight right there. They don't call them te- Masonic temples anymore. They call them Masonic lodges. But they're, they're, back then, back in the day, they were temples. And so here we have the Inner Temple and the Middle Temple, Gray's Inn and Lincoln's Inn, which are claiming the exclusive right to determine who's, who goes in to be a law student. And nothing's changed since this time. They're exercising the same, same tyranny. They're being told that they have sovereign immunity, uh, as, cause as a member of the bar, they're loyal to the Crown of England and not to the American Constitution. And they show it by their actions every day in court. So you don't have to right, say it's I a conspiracy is, theory. It's, it's know, obvious I, by I, what they do. Do you agree? 
Yeah, I, I heard this before, but I thought this was strictly a um, uh, English, uh, in, in fact, a long-standing English uh, uh, gateway to practice law in the in the UK or in England. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Well, they've right? extended their tentacles. By my research, they have extended their tentacles into the modern bar association because almost, and you can be able to watch this for the last fifty, sixty years. What the way it goes, in, what goes in England ends up coming here. Whether it's the cameras on the streets, whether it's the random stop and frisk, whether it's the no more common law rights than you're under statutory admiralty law. The whole admiralty structure comes out of England. I mean, that's where we started from. And another broadcast, if you have me on again in the future, um, I can get into, it wouldn't take very long, the story of George Clinton. There were two of them. I was looking through the dictionary to see if Bill and Hillary Clinton were in there, and they were not. But there was several Clintons in there that led to a very interesting study and long and short is of the two two George Clintons were listed separately as different people but they both existed during the colonial times one was a British admiral and the other one was the vice president under Jefferson and Madison the British admiral one was a few years older and he was working directly for he was the governor of New York when it was a colony he was a colonial administrator British admiral he was the tyrant with burning people's houses down taking their guns to quartering troops in their house, hanging people that disobeyed with the crown and didn't pay their taxes, beating people to death. Horrible, nightmarish. And then I see this other George Clinton, almost the same era. I mean, just they were only about 20 to 30 years off. And, you know, uh, vice president under Jefferson and Madison, best friends with George Washington, the governor of New York, when it became a state, the first time New York became a state after the revolution that we supposedly fought for our supposed freedom. So here's one George Clinton that's clearly on the British British side, and here's another George Clinton right at the same time, the exact same name, on the American side. Oh, they have to be related. So I went on this journey, and very interesting, many multiple entities, including the Sons of the American Revolution, denied that they were related finally found a book written by John Lee and published by Syracuse Press called The Mas- the Master Builder of the Empire State. That's what the Masons call themselves as master builders. Right. And it was a story in there. It said that the younger George Clinton, best friend of George Washington, governor of New York when it was the first state, uh, the vice president under, uh, uh, I think, James Madison. It wasn't Thomas Jefferson. He was vice president under Madison, I believe. And I mean, here he is, and it said that he had been given his start by his elder relative, George Clinton, the British admiral, uh, by a, with a law, with a, uh, job at the, as a legal clerk in the Ulster County, New York County Clerk's Office. So he had been planted, the George Clinton that became right hand man to George Washington and went on to become vice president of this republic was intimately related and got his start from his British Admiralty cousin. So I, 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 my take is that they had this kind of info. They had their people from day one infiltrating this republic. Some were founding fathers were good, some were bad, some were on the side of freedom, some were infiltrators. This guy, Oliver Ellsworth, who pushed through the Judiciary Act of 1789, obviously yeah, traitor. I mean, he. there were other senators saying this is going to destroy us, it's going to bring... You know, you heard the quotes I read before. So it, there was, they knew that this was, the guy had to know what he was doing, that he was doing damage to people's freedom, that he was taking people's property, that he was setting up a nightmare 
that would lead us to the situation today, and this is kind of what I start off all my interviews with, which is we do not have three separate equal branches of government. Not even close. All the power rests in the court. You're absolutely right. Greg? Greg, you still there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. Still with Um, us? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Um, You know, I'm just sitting here listening and... and, Shall I continue? I don't hear any audio. Eric, uh, I don't know if you can hear us, but Greg Greg is is, uh, starting to respond. There's some. There must be oh, some problem with the, with the audio on your. I end. just lost you for about you 20 hear? seconds. I don't know if you can hear me or not. I just wanted to turn it over to you, Greg. I didn't want to hog the whole the whole time, but yeah. uh, I thought it was interesting to go back and, and and see that not all the founding fathers were all that great, and not only were they not that great, they did some things that were obviously it could only be be described as as traitorous. <laughs> Can you guys can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, Greg, you're yeah, fine. I can. Yeah, I can. Okay. Well, well, let me let me just try to put put a bow on this, and I'm just going to share my heart. And I love what you've said, Eric, and I, and Joe and Doug. Thank you uh, as usual for having me on the show to share my heart. Here's what I want to say. I thought that there was a remote possibility with Donald Trump in office that we might reverse some of the tyranny that we're under. But I believe in, again, I could be wrong, I'm not Nostradamus, but I believe that the deep state somehow has gotten to Donald Trump. They, and he has surrendered. I mean, you don't do a 180 the way Donald Trump has done a 180 on a lot of the issues that he campaigned on. One day he's, he's, he's lauding Putin and the Russians, and the next day he's on the Chinese side. And the one day he's got, uh, you know, the anti-establishment, anti-statists like Bannon and Kellyanne Conway and others in his administration, Lieutenant General uh, Flynn, um, one day and the next day they're replaced by the white shoes, you know, banker boys from Goldman Sachs. Yeah. And so what I, what, what I, what I believe, guys, what I believe, and here, here's why I bring this up, I believe that the deep state, the, the globalists, they are, they're, they're not going to take this sitting down. Donald Trump was the anti-establishment representative for all of us in the United States who were sick and tired of the globalists and the, uh, establishing their tyranny in the United States, putting the screws to us. But I believe now, here, I'm just going to share my heart, I believe that Christians now, we are on our own. We do not have a representative in the White House. We don't have a representative in the Capitol. We don't have a representative in the Supreme Court. In fact, we don't have a representative in most state legislatures. Like in the days of Rome, when Rome was burning, the Christians were fed to the lines and they were on their own. This is where I believe we are at. And I'm sorry to bum people out on a Monday. But the good news is that... God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. And regardless of what the macroeconomic and, and the global uh, situation may look like right now, the fact of the matter is that as individual Christians, one day you, listening to this show right now, are going to be asking and me and Joe and Doug and Eric, all who claim the name of Christ, 
are going to stand before him, and we are going to have to give an account of every action and deed. And he's going to ask us what we did for the orphan, for the widow, and those who cannot speak for themselves. Dante said the hottest places in hell are reserved for those who in times of great moral crisis maintain their neutrality. Edmund Burke said, who many claim to be the founder of modern conservatism, said, all that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. And let me tell you something. Jesus made it even simpler. They said, what's the most important uh, uh, law? What's the most important ordinance, Lord? He said, love God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul. Obviously, Deuteronomy 6.4, the Shema. And then he said, and then the second one I add is love your neighbor as yourself. Basically, you boil it down in two things. What are we supposed to be like as Christians? Supposed to love God and love people, especially the littlest people, the most defenseless, those who can't speak for themselves. And so what are we called to do in this late hour? I don't care what the political situation looks like. I don't care about who's getting ousted from the Trump White House and who's coming in and who's going out. What I care about personally is what Greg Jackson is going to do in my individual sphere of influence. It's the only thing I can control that God has given me, like you and Joe, Doug, have the, the Hagman and Hagman report. God has given that to you. It is a solemn obligation for you and I and others who care about freedom and justice and righteousness to stand together arm in arm until our last dying breath fighting for what is right. And that's what we were called to do. And what Eric is talking about tonight, what I'm talking about tonight, is to say we are not going to carry on the lie, to feed, to perpetuate the great toxic lie that courts are our daddies, that judges are our kings, that we have to submit and surrender to every court opinion, to every unconstitutional law or statute like the Judiciary Act. It's time for Americans to practice, especially Christians, to practice civil disobedience the real way by saying, no, uh-uh. We're, we're, we're not going to accept this lie in, in the courts. And, and we're, we're going to, we're going to uh, enact this jury nullification because it is constitutional. It is our duty. And guess what? We're going to call on sheriffs to shut down the abortuaries in our counties. We might not be able to change the national scene, but wherever you are, Mr. and Mrs. America, you can get on the phone and call your sheriff, and if you're a sheriff, you can stop the killing tomorrow. The question is, when, you're, when you and I stand in front of Jesus, do we want to be looking down at our shoelaces? I know I don't. I know that when Jesus asked me, Greg, what did you do with what platform I gave you? I want to look him square in the eyes and say, Lord, I was never ashamed of the gospel. I shared it with everybody that I knew. I told them that no matter what sins they committed, that they all they had to do was repent of their sins, trust in, in you, receive you in their heart, and that they could be saved, forgiven of their sins, and spend eternity in heaven. And I never shied away from that. And I used every platform you gave me to share the good news of the gospel. That you were buried, that you rose again, that you overcame death, that you overcame Satan, and that we could live eternally with you. 
if we placed our faith in you. And secondly, that I did everything that I could till my last dying breath to fight for what is right with everything that you gave me. And that is my hope, that's my prayer for everybody listening in the audience tonight. And I know I'm a little fired up. I'm fired up because it's, it's in my heart. It's in my flesh. It's in every fiber of my being. That it doesn't matter what the enemy wants to make you think that you're defeated. You are not defeated. You are more, you, you are more than, he who lives within you is more than he who is in this world. Satan it was defeated 2,000 years ago on that cross, and yesterday we celebrated the resurrection of Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus the Messiah, he's ruling and reigning. He sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. And all that he asks us to do is to be obedient and to be bold and courageous. God doesn't like wimps. He doesn't like lukewarm people. So I'm, I'm, I'm not condemning people in the audience. I'm calling on you. I'm begging you. Let's stand together, Hagman and Hagman family. Let's support the Hagmans in prayer, financially. Let's support our sheriffs, praying for them, coming alongside them and saying, we'll go down with you to the abortion clinic. You shut it down. You restore the right to life. Let's go down to the courthouses and pass out jury nullification flyers and post them everywhere in the colleges and in every courtroom. And let's take back our government to the best of our ability where God gives us a platform. Oh, exactly. Amen, Jesus was an activist, was he not? And also, I, I, whenever I do, you know, my actions, and the, if I, when I was doing another broadcast, I would always say my my broadcast stands on Psalms ninety four sixteen. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? That's a call to activism. He didn't. He wasn't looking for Amen. people to say, "Not me." No, no, thanks. He was looking for people to stand up to the evildoers. Hey, we're not supposed to just sit back. Obviously, there's times when you're going to take a slap and not return the blow, as Jesus would say. And But once again, you have to, in your heart and your actions, stand up against the Antichrist system that we're living in, or else you're you're supporting it by acquiescence, which is just by sitting back Amen. and letting it happen. That's, that's It's called acquiescence. Acceptance by acquiescence. And if you're doing nothing, that's as bad as, as, as doing something against against God's uh, choice to have his people be free. And Absolutely so, right, Eric. Once again, the, I, it's a call to a call to activism is all throughout the is all throughout the scripture. Um, you know, you don't want to be one of the people who did nothing. I mean, what did Jesus say? He did something to the effect of be be hot or be cold, meaning either be be for me or be go with the evil one and go out nuts with that. Go one way or the other. But man, lukewarm is just you know I'll throw you up out of my mouth. I forget what the scripture is, but something to that effect, because it's it's as bad, if not worse, to just kind of float around in the middle and say, eh, well, you know, what, what am I going to do? You, you never know what seed you're going to plant in somebody else's mind with a, with a jury nullification flyer, which may lead to some talk about the 50 million babies and the bigger issues. Um, it's a great foot in the door to get with people, uh, and you never know where you're going to plant that seed, and, and God will, will make it grow. They'll water that seed in somebody else's mind, and they may wake up a hundred million people. You don't know. So it, once again, the victory doesn't isn't ours. The victory is God's. We're just delegated to storm the gates of hell. Come what may, take one battle at a time. Don't get overwhelmed. 
Do the little things. The little things may make a really big difference. Getting those jury notification flyers out, talking to people in your community, try to get unincorporated at your church and your county government and your town government, and uh, and get into a self-governing county situation. Write up a new charter. Look at your county Amen, charter. Eric. Most of Eric, them are lo- loaded with so much garbage that just rips off the people. Um, it's ungodly. So writing up a new county charter based on common law principles is, is also a really good start. I want to thank both of you for joining us and staying with us. We've reached the, the end of our segment. Greg Jackson from gregjackson.com and Eric Hughes-Jones from courtroomwatch.org. Thank you both for coming on with us tonight. We look forward to having you back on in the future. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Love you. Take care. God bless you both. You have great evenings. We'll be right back with our final segment after these short messages on this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Folks, I'm going to direct your attention to masterpreps.com, masterpreps.com. Wow. Masterpreps.com, the sponsor of our show, masterpreps.com. That's masterpreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you possibly want from cooking utensils, cooking frying pans. I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely, Eric said. It's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report family, masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? Hi, I'm Grace Gonzalez from Trang Post in the Woods. We are an American family-owned company founded and built on skills and knowledge gained from responding to 18 major disasters in the U.S. and around the world. We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We're offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Armies kit. It contains 12 homeopathic armies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either, but they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues, and so can you. Check out our American Heritage Journeys kit at www.changepersonwoods.com. Your life may depend on it. This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. 
that means you can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. segment of the Hagman and Hagman Report. You know, uh, we're sending three carrier groups over to uh, around North Korea. Uh, the headlines of the two, they're already there. Uh, well, obviously the the war drums are being are, are if you can't if you can't hear the beat of the war drums, you're not listening. And uh, the communist publications over in don't forget Red China, okay, communist China. They're saying that cooperative efforts by China and the U.S. will under no circumstances evolve into any military, any kind of military action against North Korea. Beijing, of course, won't support, nor will they cooperate with Washington when it comes to implementing solutions that involve military force against uh, North Korea in any fashion, nor will Beijing support increasing measures from D.C. that involve the direct overthrow of the North Korean regime. Now, that's, that is what the communist Chinese newspapers are saying and, uh, the media outlets are saying. So you've got, you've got this slow burn of a Cuban missile crisis taking place. You've got carriers being, uh, sent over into the, uh, that theater. You've got, uh, the North Korea's attempted missile launch that failed. Uh, my contention, according, well, according to, uh, one particular source that, that I've got said, no, no, that wasn't a failure. That was, uh, that was a result of a two and a half year old program that, um, that involved a, a essentially a computer virus. That was done by computer taking that, that missile out. This, according to, to my source, I don't have any verification. There's no way I can authenticate that. But you saw, you saw what happened on the missile launch yesterday ending in failure. And, um, again, th- this was by the U.S. military, uh, according to my source, and it was a, uh, a computer type of, uh, insertion of a code that, that was responsible for taking that down. And of course, there's, you know, cute cartoons of Acme and cartoons on the internet, um, you know, making a light of this. But, but the, but the bottom line here is you've got, a real possibility for nuclear conflict now popping up in, in the South China Sea and North Korea area. And, they, of course, you've got uh, Japan that's affected. You've got uh, uh, Chinese troops moving on the North Korean border. You've got all sorts of movements all throughout the weekend. If you watch the, in the microcosmic sense, if you watch that uh, very carefully, you'll see the posturing take place. Will war break out? Look, I don't know. I, I would, I would venture to say war is more likely in the Middle East over Syria as we see Russia or even a Syria or even a, a Russian uh, Chinese alliance against the United States based on our actions in Syria. And of course, the uh, exclamation point to that would be, of course, what we do with North Korea. So this is a geopolitical uh, nightmare. And, and of course, remember what, uh, uh, Kate Daly had said 
last week. And if you haven't listened to her interview or watched her interview, Kate Daly, from last week, uh, you got to go back to World War One to understand what we're seeing today, and you have to understand the uh, the powers behind the powers and the, the news behind the headlines to really understand. You can't take the headlines for uh, what they are. You've you've got to really get in deep and dig in deep. And of course, that we've got that, and on the domestic front, we've got the multifaceted civil war that's brewing here. The Marxist Muslims in uh, areas of power against the freedom-loving people of, of the, our constitutional republic. And you got the uh, uh, the various foot soldiers from Organizing for Action, Antifa, uh, uh, Revcom, uh, various other groups, all under the umbrella of the community organizer Obama and others, including Soros, but not limited to Soros. And then, of course, you've got a very cozy relationship, apparently, between, or at least a, if not a cozy relationship, a fiduciary relationship between uh, Jared Kushner and his companies and the Soros companies. So you've got a, quite a mess taking place. And you've got the same military jocks uh, wanting to show their, their military prowess. Now, does that make them part of the uh, uh, part of the larger problem? Well, it, it's, it's, this is not a conversation, in my view anyway, a, a geopolitical conversation. You cannot have this or, or make an assessment based on any one of the many chess moves that are taking place all across the globe today. I think you've got to, to really um, take a look at this in a, in, a, in a very macrocosmic as opposed to microcosmic sense. But you've got to pay attention to what's happening on a smaller scale because each puzzle piece is part of the larger picture. So you can't abandon one for the other, but you have to look at the big picture in the end. So with that, let's blow up the phone lines. Let's take some calls. I know it's a short, short time, so make your calls if you can. Just as quick, you know, make your point as quick as possible. Be happy to answer any questions you might have. So let's, let's get on that if we, if we did open the lines. Eric, thanks for putting the number up on the screen. Folks, we've got about 20 minutes to take calls. 844-769-2944. That's 844-769-2944. We have Rachel. We're going to go to Rachel first, I think, in Illinois. Rachel, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, guys. Thank you for taking my call, and God bless you all. I just wanted to make two quick comments. Um, First off, I want to let you know that I am going to spread the phone number around for the Attorney General to all my friends and family to um, call and uh, for Brandon Howes. This is ridiculous. So I just want to let you guys know that there will be some people here in the Midwest doing some calling. And complaining. I really appreciate that because that that's. And I wanted to. Yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Well, I, we just we just appreciate that. Oh yeah, I'll be spreading that number around. And I just wanted to let you guys know um, an incident that happened to me not too long ago. It was very strange. I went to uh, urgent care and I was filling out my paperwork before I saw the uh, nurse practitioner. In the um, after I got everything done, the receptionist was very uncomfortable you could tell and she looked at me and she said well I, I hate to have to ask you this and I I thought what she was going to say was are you safe at home because that's usually what they ask if you're being abused at home but she didn't she said I need to ask you um, what your birth gender was and what do you prefer to be and what do you prefer to be referred to at this time she said they're asking all the patients these questions now Comments. I could not believe it. Yeah. 30, 31 different gender options in New York State, if you can believe that. Just you know, as it's one unbelievable. example. 
Yeah. Unbelievable. And I just see her having to ask these, you know, 70 and 80 year old people these questions, what they must be thinking. Oh, my. It's it's just an abomination. I just cannot believe we have gone so far down this rabbit hole. It just it makes you want to just stay home and not leave. Well, I got to ask you, Rachel, what did you select? I told I was I, well. I was offended at first. That's I said I'm a female, and the poor thing was turning red. She was blushing, and uh, you know I felt bad for her too. But it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know I saw an article the other day. It was the second time I saw an article in a week or so. One was about the Dove soap transgender ad. Yeah, and another was right about um, comparing two comedy shows. But both times the writer in the article, separate writers, separate publications referred to themselves as cisgendered. I had to look that up to see what it means. I don't even know what that means. Apparently it means uh, identifying with the biological sex of your birth. So if you're were born a man and you're still a man, that's what it means. But I had to look that up, and I thought it was strange that in the same week I saw two articles you know, referring to this obscure gender term, when all they really had to say was male or female. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, right. I mean, it is getting insane. I just don't know what they're going to come up with next. But anyway, I wanted to share that with you guys, let you know that I do intercessory prayer for you all. And I wow. thank you. watch your show as much as I can and love what you guys well, are doing. You. And I'm praying for you. God bless you, Rachel. Thank you so very much. You're 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 so kind. And uh, we really appreciate it. All right, you. guys. Have a great night. All right. You too. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. All right. Up next, we have Alan in Pennsylvania. Alan, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Oh, hello. How are you today? Hey. Good. How are you? Good. What's on, on your mind? Good. What's on your mind? Well, um, I was calling about the, uh, I'm getting a bad echo. Um, I was calling about the guest that was on earlier and speaking about the court systems and and a lot of it is, it's all about the banking system and, um, that the whole, the lawyers are controlling the banking system and they're protecting the bankers. And when you're going into court, uh, the, the people don't understand how the court system is actually doing it. And when you're signing the notes, the promissory notes, and the mortgage note, or you sign a credit card, your signature is actually authorizing the creation of that money. So when you, say for instance, uh, you're buying a home, when you sign that promissory note, you're actually paying for your home. And then when you sign the mortgage note, you turn your home back over to the bank and pay them again. And if the American people would understand, or this is going on throughout the whole world, this is just not in America, and if the people would understand that this is how they're, they're taking us for our wealth, uh, I, I would think that, you know, there would be a revolution overnight, uh, because that's how they're doing it. Everything, everything is monetized. That note, that if you've got a mortgage for $150,000, that's no different than having $150,001 bills in your pocket. That's currency. That well, it's you no know, becomes currency. Yeah, you're transferring. I, I mean, I I know you're you're, but you're transferring that money. You're you're. you're now I know what you're saying, and I think everyone knows what you're saying. When when you when you apply for a mortgage and you get a mortgage, that money is actually kind of you're you're. It's it's not even passing through, but in a sense, it is. It's going from 
the, the lender to you to the mortgage company, but you only just on paper, I suppose. Well, you're authorizing the creation of that. If it's a $150,000 loan, your signature authorizes the creation of $150,000 that they digitally put into the bank. You actually created the $150,000. Well, yeah, we did. Okay, the, the mortgagee didn't, or uh, the one obtaining the mortgage did not create that necessarily. Right, the bank never loaned, the bank never loaned right. us anything. Right. You know? Right. It, it's a pretty... There's a great it, person out there that, uh, by the name of Licky Toletta, that's been teaching these for years, and he's actually even teaching lawyers now uh, how to fight these things in court. And uh, him and uh, Eric uh, Hughes-Jones would make uh, great guests uh, for them to go back and forth. He's really educating the people on how to uh, find out what's really going on in the banking system and how to protect yourself in court as yeah. well. You know. Yeah, and and anyway, this is such a deep subject. Thank you, Thank, uh, Alan. Yeah, I really appreciate this, man. This is just a, uh, such a deep subject. It's, but, but if people only knew what 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 we were subjecting, if, if everyone knew what we were subjecting ourselves to, based on our uh, lack of knowledge or limited knowledge, Alan, you're absolutely right. Thank you, man, for the call. I'm appreciate gonna, it. I'd like to. Uh, yeah. I'm going to get a copy of this gentleman's book, and, I'd, and I'll mail it to you, and you can read his book. Well, thank you. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. As a matter of fact, we'll we'll get them on. All, All right, right. Man. thanks, man. Great, thank you. Have a great night. All right, yeah, you too, man. Um, but yeah, it, it, this it, it's all about money. It's it, it, the wars, they're bankers' wars. Everything you see taking place, it, it's all because of uh, just follow the money and just understand that. And, and the the rat lines. And, and again, I, I I would once again urge everyone listening to. Tune into uh, George Webb channel, uh, YouTube channel, W E B B, George Webb, uh, where is Eric Braverman or Eric Braverman Day, whatever it is, uh, solid investigative reporting on the rat lines, which is the money, sex, drugs uh, coming not just from uh, North Africa, but all across the Middle East and into this country through Central South America or South Central America and into the southern border, through the southern border. And it just amazes me how people. Uh, especially at some of these town halls, how people uh, are just so uh, uh, brainwashed or, or intellectually impaired when it comes to this kind of stuff, or unaware of this. It, it, some is a deliberate ignorance, while others is just, they're just wow. But uh, all right, let's go back to the phones. We don't want to keep people waiting. All right, I had a minor hiccup on my end here with the phone server. My browser crashed, so it's uh, it's rebooted and it's pulling up the the call system now. So we'll get right back to the callers. All right, but but, but yeah, you're right. I mean, this, uh, this is this is all about money. It's all about the padding the uh, pockets of of the elites. Look, we we you know it's it's amazing too. Uh, what was said tonight? The art of the deal. What'd you expect? That's right. From Donald Trump. All right, let's. Go. All right, let's go to Ben in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Ben, thanks for holding me live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, Doug. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Um, first off, I just wanted to say that um, I met you guys down in Indiana at Pastor, uh, Pastor Paul Bagley's live show last uh, summer in July. Yeah, you know, well, you were okay. Were you were with a female, right? Did I no, ask you this? I was with my younger brother. Okay. 
I know. I, I you know what, Ben? I, if I saw you, I, I could I could place you. I I remember how young, how young, how young, uh, how young was your brother? My my brother is twenty six. All right. Uh, I remember you. Okay. Well, what's on your mind, man? It was good to meet you, by the way. Yeah, it was awesome meeting you guys as well. Um, I did want to say that um, I did go to uh, Hear the Watchmen in Knoxville last year, and just to meet all those guys is just so awesome. Uh, to speak with Coach Dave and Ross in and, and L.A., I mean, it's just so They're great, cool. man. Yeah. Yeah. And I plan on going to um, the conference in Branson, too, for Steve Quayle. Oh, great, great, yeah. But then, uh, and, yeah, it's September fifteenth and sixteenth, folks. Uh, Branson, Missouri, Steve Quayle's uh, Gen Six conferences. Gen Six conferences. Look that up, and uh, I'm going to try to peel away and get there if I can. So, you know. And then I just wanted to say, just to wrap things up, um, you know, thank you guys for everything you do and for all your guests. Um, I've been listening now for a couple of years, and. It drives me nuts. I share a lot of this information with people, and they just don't care. It seems like it's just amazing oh. to me. You know, you, you can't make people care, but you can inform oh. them, or at least give them the give them the ammunition or give them the information to uh, for them to make an informed decision. I've seen a lot of people come around over the last, I'll say, I don't know, six months. Um, but uh, it's still an uphill battle. But thanks for fighting the good fight, Ben. I really appreciate it. We we appreciate it, all of us. Yep. So yeah, I'll just uh, I'll get off the line and let other right, people brother. get their thoughts in. Thank, Thank you, you very man. much. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Hey, you, thanks God for the call, Ben. Bye. Bye. You know, I, I do remember Ben. Uh, um, Sometimes uh, the voices does for me. Some most he, of the time the faces. I gotta see a face. Yeah, but but I when he mentioned his brother, I okay. We're gonna go to uh, uh, James in the UK. James, thanks for holding. You're live with the Hagman and Hagman Report. Ah, uh, Joe, hi. Good evening. Joe, you there? Good, Good morning. Ah, uh, hi, Doug. Hi, Joe. Love you very much. Listened to you for years. I've always gone back to coast, yeah? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been, been there forever. Um, I've just got through sepsis. Um, eight months in a coma. Um, I tell you, a lot of people don't realize that there's there's another world out there. And, uh, you were in a so coma you, you for eight months? from sepsis and a coma. Yeah. Yeah, eight months. I, I got out of hospital for eight, after about nine months in a wow. wheelchair. But I kept all my legs and my arms, so that's a good thing. Um, what, James, if, if we can there. ask, J- James, if we could ask, just real quick, what caused the sepsis? And then, uh, then of course, what kind of world are you referring to? But go ahead. Um, well, uh, on, a, on a spiritual level, you know, Jesus and God were there, um, completely tested the whole way, um, very difficult time, it was a, it was a long journey, eight months asleep, it was, it was a long time in the other world, you know, um, except it's like an in, inside infection where your body eats itself. Right. Um, it, it chews itself up. You know, it's your internal organs. Um, wow. It's, 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 not many people know about it, but it, it's actually quite common. Um, and it can, it, it can, you know, it can catch you unaware. 
Was this a bacterial, uh, when you say sepsis, are, are you talking about some sort of bacterial infection or, or virus? I mean, how, how did you end up, how did you end up being Not sepsis? Not sure. No one, no one really knows. No one's really given me an answer. Um, okay. But the one thing I can say is, you know the energy drinks? Yes. You know, you have canned energy drinks? Yes. Um, I used to drink a tray of them a week, which is 24 in a tray. And okay. I, wow. uh, that's one thing I did do, which was, you know, off, which kept me, gave me an energy level, didn't, you know, drink a can of that, and you'd give you a boost, you know, so you can continue with your work. Um, so that was right. a, a naughty thing I did do. Um, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but it, mm. it put me in hospital and it put me in a coma. Um, yeah. But anyway, anyway, that, that's not why I called. I, I'm, I, I've been listening to you forever, all the way back in the day, you know, at the beginning. Um, <laughs> I just got kicked out your chat room. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. we don't. Yeah. We never see it during the program. We never see it. Um, no, sure, sure. I, I appreciate that. I, I get that. I'm not. I'm not. Um, well, you, you got our attention now, it's so... Important. It's important. I was thinking about this. Do you know that you, you guys are getting attacked a lot on the, the advertising side that is cutting revenue? Sure. You know, it's not just you. It's, it's the other group. It's the whole group, isn't it? Oh, the oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's getting, it's getting hit. Absolutely. Um, I got this thought, that um, this theory, that perhaps everyone is going at it from the wrong angle. If you take it from the angle of... The people are on alternative media, and they're threatening to take the the, the money out of it. Yeah. So rather than oh oh goodness, the, you're taking the cash out of it, it you know, and, and feeling threatened by it, it should be going at the angle of well, you're not going to get to advertise on our platform because we have the people. I see what you're saying, and, and this is what we Switch need to do. And I, yes, yes. Turn it, turn it completely over to well, we, we've got everyone, and you want to advertise your product. Well, we're over here, and you want to advertise your product. Now that, and that will close all Google and all these advertisers down. And, and I think we can do that, product. James. We we can do that. We have we can win on the numbers. I think more yeah. people are turning to the independent media, and I think you're right. And, and this is one thing that we've been trying to do quietly behind the scenes. And, and it, it, it's it's kind of like turning an aircraft carrier in a sense, I've, although I've never turned one. But I understand it takes a wide berth and a lot of time. It's but a uh, mover. Yeah, but, but you're right. And that that's a perfect example. And this is what we're trying to do with the Christian marketplace as well, to make a, a Christian-friendly environment for our advertisers. But, brother, man... Um, what are you doing? What are you doing? Wake so so early or so late? What? Yeah, it's ten. It's well, yeah, eight minutes to three. Um, uh, wow. I don't sleep so much. My legs hurt a lot. Um, I'm oh, lucky man. I didn't have my legs cut off. They they generally with with sepsis they amputate. Um, man. So uh, I've got it, it disturbed sleep. I've been eight months, nine months in hospital. So it, it yeah. you know uh, it's awkward. But it's fine. Oh, brother, it's fine. James, thank we're, you. We're going to try to catch another call in here, man. Yeah, we'll really keep you in our prayers, and, yeah. and thanks for the call. 
Yeah, no, but turn the turn the uh, the association with the with the advertisers around. It's a great you idea. Know? You're there. You're there with the people. Let them come to you, and it will cut the Google and cut them out. And we we can do that, James. You've reinforced yeah. what we've been talking about and thinking about. And I want to thank you for That's doing right. so. God it bless you, my friend. It'll cut it. It'll be over. All the best. God bless. All Thanks, right, man. James. Great, James. Thank you, man. We got Becky in Pennsylvania next. Yeah. Becky, thanks for holding. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, Doug and Joe. Um, I've been listening to you guys for a long time, obviously. And uh, first, I want to say a big shout out to the awesome Hagman and Hagman family in the chat. We have wonderful fellowship every night. It's just a great group of people. Oh, that's Good. terrific. Good. Um, Shout out, give I have a question for you. <laughs> okay. I have a question for you. I'm curious what you have to say about this. And I know that you've talked about this in the past, but what I'm noticing so much lately is more and more and more Christians seem to be jumping on this bandwagon of this, like almost like a hate for, for the Jewish people. <laughs> and I understand that there are... Jews who call themselves Jews that aren't Jews. I mean, Jesus even talked about that in the Bible and stuff. But it's it seems to be like ramping up, it, it, yes. and you're seeing yep. more and more people. And there's even people that I I true I really respect um, that you know you would know who they are if I even mentioned them to you. And they've been talking about this lately too. And it's just kind of troubling my spirit, you know, and I'm just curious what your thoughts are on this. Just got one word for that, that it's very dangerous. Although mm-hmm. one might be correct. See, that's why I have a problem. But, yeah, we don't okay. have time to get into yeah, it. Yeah, it, it is, uh, it, although one may be correct in a description of a people, you could be correct, but by pointing it out necessarily is does not benefit it feeds into that anti-semitic complex and i believe that this this the anti-semitism is unlike any other hatred it's unique Mm -hmm. it is extremely unique it cannot be compared to or made analogous to any other kind of hatred or disdain i so it's very dangerous i believe i know exactly what you're saying but i believe in my heart that this will be um, again although somebody might be correct in what they say about oh it's the Zionist it's the upper echelon yeah and and see and I get that too and it's all about being um, uh, diplomatic about it you know there it is there is some truth to some of that but it's it's going too far to one side there's a balance in it I think you know, there's some truth there, but there's also, you know, the fact that God brought a whole group of people back into the land after thousands of years, even if he used bad people to make it happen, it still happened, though, right? Yes. <laughs> the short, I mean, that's the short answer, but yes, Joe, what you got? And, and, and Becky, we don't mean to, to cut you short. we got about a minute left until we have to sign off. Um, but, yeah. I, and I don't have time to get into my opinion. If you want to send an no, email, um, we can. Uh, I'd be happy to, to respond it. to that. But, but, but uh, I mean, it, look, <laughs> you, you know, oh, B- Becky, I mean, uh, honestly, 
okay, we as a nation, from nation state level to nation state level, supporting them financially, the question would be, is that necessary to do at the well, level we are doing it? And you have religion, you have the oh, Israeli I government. I agree with you there. <laughs> right. But and you have to differentiate between, you know, you have uh, Messianic Jews, you have Talmudic Jews, you have uh, the government, which is a completely different organization from the population. So you have a few different religions inside Judaism, and you can argue about which is correct or whatever. But there's a lot of there's a lot of things at at play here. And if you break it down and look at it, I think you can get a more objective view. But at the same time, um, it does create a problem for whatever reason, well, whether it's correct or not. That's what I've just been saying. I just wish there'd be balance. That yes, uh, so much to one side, you know. I, I, I'm right there with you, Becky. I really am, and uh, thank you for that. It's a, not like, uh, well, I mean, talk about a complex subject, but thank you for for yeah. approaching it. God bless you. Well, thank love you. Thanks guys. for the call. You guys are in my prayers all the time. Love you. Appreciate that. Yeah, have a good night. Who did we, right, who did we miss on there? We missed Adrian. Adrian, I'm I sorry. That was the, the caller, Adrian, um, yeah. from a. 207 area code. Adrian, we, we, I'm sorry. Until next time, yeah. though. Um, and we will be doing more of these call, call in shows, uh, trying to do at least an hour once a week, or if not a half hour. Let's get back to doing that, you know. Until tomorrow, stay safe, have a good night. We've reached the end of our program.